You're listening to The Sideline Story, the past, present and future of Rugby League, their journey, their sideline story. If you go in with enough force and you fuck it up, then you have to pay more of a penalty. Yeah. Ah, you shouldn't. It's a head eye, it's a head eye, end story. Make it black and white. Why are we putting grades on things? Hello everyone and welcome to episode 49 of the Sideline Story Rugby League podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Tassoni, and join with me on the panel in the virtual studio are my co-hosts, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we boys? Good mate, good. How are you? Oh, I'm alright, I'm a little bit nasally. I should have um, I should have let you um host this week actually, Clarky. Oh, I should have. Should have got those numbers up. Oh, next week, next week. No worries. No worries. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. How are you? Good. Awesome. So you got your you've obviously got your microphone connected to the computer, Gilby. It sounds good. As you can tell. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, maybe next week for episode fifty, eh? The half century. Hey. Maybe. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> but oi, while we're on it, we are one episode away from our official 50th episode, boys. How good's that? The half century. Woo! Clap, 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 everyone. Clap, 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 clap. clap. I'm hearing claps. I'm just clap. clapping on my own. Just put the sound effect in. There we go. Yeah. Don't make me work harder than I have to, uh, Clark. clapping. <laughs> Look. To honour this special occasion, that's episode 50, very special occasion for the podcast, we have got some exciting stuff for our listeners in the lead up to the episode as well as for the episode itself. So firstly, our first online competition uh, for the Akasha Cross Silent Story Beer Packs is up for grabs. We'll hash out the details soon. You need to stay in tune on the socials to get these details, by the way, because they will be announced shortly. But something very exciting, episode 50's Bunker Review will be Talkback Radio, but in reverse. But in reverse. I had to explain this to Clarkie because he was a bit bit confused. He didn't give me any answer. I said Talkback Radio radio in reverse, and he kind of just went. Well, it's still Talkback. It's. Well, you went silent on me. You were like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> so what this means is we will finally have some of our listeners come onto the show to have their voices heard, their questions asked to be more specific. So after all the DMs this past year and a bit, all the hit-ups that we've gotten, when can I come on? When's, when, when, when can I call in? When can I call in? Well, it's finally going to happen. So get Jade fans and get your questions ready for us. Nick especially. Ask Nick whatever you want. You'll answer him freely. But that's what we're going to do. We're going to get it organized. Like I said, stay tuned on our socials for the finer details so you can all get involved. Like I said, the Cash Across Silent Story beer packs up for grabs and talk back radio but in reverse. What a G up. We're Jade. Nick's Jade. I know you're Jade, Nick, eh? Jade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, boys, another huge episode today. Every 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 week, it's just huge. It's huger every week. It's bigger, huger. 
Kicking off proceedings will be our round seven Anzac long weekend NRL recap. After the NRL, we will check in around the grounds for all our non-NRL related rugby league coverage, where this week, Nick and I, Nick and I, I repeat, will look at round nine and 10 of the Super League and a quick look into the French Elite One finals this weekend with some red hot news on James Maloney. Clarky, do you know what that red hot news is? <laughs> well, I'll I'll have to I'll have to listen to that segment. Oh, because you're not a part of it. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to listen because okay, Nick and I are the expansionists of the of the of this team, and and you're just an inward NRL supporter. <laughs> anyway, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. Okay. Anyway, the back end of the show is our fan favorite bunker review segment presented by our second beer sponsor, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, where this week we discuss the NRL in America, if referees should hold post-match media conferences, transgendered athletes in the NRLW, and if the Dolphins were given enough time to assemble a competitive team for their inaugural season. Massive episode, boys. I'm G'd up. Very, very G'd up. Let's get into it. Straight into it. The NRL round seven recap. Tips this week, Clarky, you got six. Gildy and I got five. Did you pick the Cowboys? That's my question. No. You didn't pick the Cowboys. No, I got St. George. I picked St. George yesterday. Oh, you clever cow. Yeah, I was nervous there for a bit, but um, yeah. It's a flip of a coin. Flip of a coin for those Anzac games. For that Anzac game, not not the Warriors one. But yeah, yeah, that one's that one used to be a flip of the coin, but not anymore. It's mm. definitely one way one way street. That was horrible. But we will get into that game. But I was I was worried because you said you said something um, about the Cowboys Titans game, which I will bring up during the match. Yeah, and I no. thought that you went back on that, but you didn't. You picked the Dragons, so good on you. Good tip. But Clarky, you are currently on 37. Guilty, you are currently on 35. And I am on 34. So who's actually oh, winning the who's actually winning it though? So I had a look because my apologies, by the way, fans. I belatedly organized this tipping comp two rounds in. So next year I'll be more organized, I promise. But for the ones that did join the tipping comp on tips.com.au. Uh, Clarky, you're equal second with Rubber D. I'm, I'm just going to go by the names they gave. Uh, Gildy, you're equal third with Matt and Burns. And I'm equal fourth with ET. So in first place on 39 is someone named Shano. C-H-E-Y-N-O. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's a I'm pretty sure it's a mate of mine. Oh, well, Clarky's Shane, Shane, Shane Anderson, who's an AFL supporter, <laughs> is winning the NRL team. He's winning, he's winning the Divicom. He's a Broncos fan. If it's the same Shane, it's, it's a unique way of spelling Shane. Yeah, is so, it C H E Y N O? C H E Y N E, Shane, but obviously Shane O. Yeah, right. Um, so it's got to be your mate. No, I've never seen be. anyone spell Shane that way. Yeah, neither have I. So, <laughs> so fair assumption. Clarky's AFL mate who's a Broncos supporter. Good work so far, but we're coming for you, champ. We're coming for you. <laughs> anyway, boys, game one. The Cronulla Sharks defeat the Manly Sea Eagles 
34 to 22. So in the ultimate game of two halves, the Sharks survive a gradual manly comeback after going into the break 32 nil up. That's the halftime score, 32 nil. So let's begin with the first half. Let's call it the C.O. Talakai show. His stats at halftime were 202 metres, two tries, three try assists, seven tackle breaks, and three line breaks. And he was the sole reason as to why Morgan Harper got hooked after he was owned. So no, Morgan Harper was sick, according to Des. Is that what he said? And, and yeah, hey, sick. What? <laughs> he, he said he was sick and injured. No, it's he like, wasn't. It's like, Des, come was, on. Like, he was sick of getting owned by a telecom. He, <laughs> mate, <laughs> even if he was, mate, even if he was sick and was injured, just shut up. Come oh, on. Have, have you seen all those memes? Oh, mate, the memes are out of control. Yeah. They, they, they were coming out very quickly. Very they were coming quickly. here before half time. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh my, my gosh. favorite, my favorite was the Wikipedia one. It's the owners of Manly Wurringa Seagulls. Yeah, <laughs> hey, someone did that yesterday with the um the the Warriors Melbourne game as well. But we will get into that later. But um, boys, I got a question from the from the outset. Last week we said that we would like to see Campbell Graham and Tony Staggs as the centers for the New South Wales Blues if. Latrell Mitchell and Turbo were both out. But has C.O. Sifa Talakai emerged as a legitimate option as one of the New South Wales centres? I'll tell you why no. Yes. Because in the second half when, uh, when, when Harper did get eventually benched, they brought on that speedster and it just stopped Talakai. He did well. That cooler, cooler he did well. Yeah. So he, he, I don't know if he goes well against super nippy players, and you know, I know, I know, I know he owned Gagai earlier on, but I think that a speedster would give him trouble. Yeah. That's like I don't, fair. I don't think he should be completely discounted, but it's like I think you need to play more. I think you need to play more than five really good games of first grade to be getting thrown into the Origin arena. Like, yeah. He, mate, he, he is he is unstoppable at the moment, but yeah, in, in, to a degree. Like Cooler did play well against him. That's a fair call, Guilty. But mate, in attack, like in that first half, mate. that was incredible. Oh, it's one of the best first, one of the best purest like single halves of football I've probably ever seen. Really, like, but it's Morgan Harper at the end of the day. It's not fair. It is fair. You don't that's fair? No, no, it's, yeah, it's like, fair. It's fair. Yeah. So, wait, so are we still on the of the opinion that Campbell Graham or Stags is ahead of Talakai? No, mate, the, difference, the, the, the difference is they, they both are, but the difference is Talakai could play in the forwards. So I, I like the idea of Talakai on the bench, personally. Yeah, there's more chance of him. There's a, there's a good chance he'll be coming off the bench. What were you going to say, Clark? You, you said something about Stags. No, mate, Stags proved on the weekend again that he's not he's not up to origin level. Like, mm. he, like yeah, he like so he had four pretty fucking dreadful games to start the season, 
killed it for two when I got rid of him in Supercoach. I brought him back in for fucking Supercoach and then had another then had another quiet game. You can't you can't risk that in Origin. I, I don't think he was that bad, Clarky. I think he I think he I think he played okay. I just think yeah, he got but, a bad Supercoach score. He wasn't he wasn't he wasn't outstanding, but oh, I, didn't I don't do think he was bad. Yeah. He's been bad before. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was I know, yeah, I'm not saying he was bad on the weekend, but yeah, you can't you can't have that risk. You can't you know what you're gonna get from Campbell Graham every single week. I'll tell you I'll tell you the I'll tell you the next week Talakai's up against Katoni. We'll, we'll talk then. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fair fine. enough. Nick, so you're um but, uh, sorry. Here you go. No, I was going to say, you know, same with Stephen Crichton. Like, yeah, Stephen Crichton might not might not be there in the top kind of discussion amongst those those three guys, but you know what you're going to get from Stephen Crichton, so you can at least adjust to it. Mm-hmm. He's got his defensive deficiencies, but you know <laughs> that that those deficiencies are there. I, I I don't even put him in the conversation anymore, Stephen Crichton. Mate, I'm I'm my two guys are. Still Katoni Staggs and Campbell Graham. Yeah. Mine's Graham. Mine, he's my number one. But He's my number one for sure. Anyway, Nick, your stance on the Manly Seagulls being flat track bullies has come to fruition very early this season. And I'll tell you why. So far, they are 4-0 for teams outside the eight and uh, zero from three for teams inside the eight. Yeah. That's, 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 that's well, speaking about it, after or maybe even at half time when they're getting pumped 32 nil, even if it was like, I don't know if it was during or after the game, but you wrote on our chat, Manly flat track bullies. And I went, Oh, I wonder what they're doing this year, like how they've gone against seasides. And I looked it up myself, and surely enough, that's the stat. And yeah, yeah I had them, I had them, you know, like they're looking good, like they've, they've hit a bit of form like recently, and then that happened against the Sharks. Now, a lot of people are blaming the wind because apparently it was like 40K, the wind, I'm telling you. So they're saying the Westerly. Manly fans, you mean? No, 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 they're saying because the game, the game are two halves. So they're saying that the westerly winds were like 40 kilometres an hour, 50 kilometres an hour. So, 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 so Cronulla didn't play in the wind. So, that, so in the first half, they're playing with the wind and then Manly played with it the second half and it was worse. Yeah. And Oh, okay. So they're saying that... So, could, so we've, had got a wind, we've got a wind raider out there, do we? The <laughs> wind was better in one half than the other. Come on. Uh, I, I agree with you, but that's what people are saying. And it's weird, right. that, it's weird that one half was 32 nil and the second half was 22 to 2. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it was the yeah. wind. It was the wind. Let's explain the wind, eh? Morgan Harper had wind. <laughs> and he was sick. <laughs> and he had a sore leg. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just... shoulder. I don't know. Nick's, Nick's, Nick's shooting the messenger again. I'm the messenger, Nick. That's all I am. Just a uh, podcast. I'm just the average old podcast host. The wind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get... That's we'll why get... against the Tigers, the bloody wind. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Maybe we'll get Clarky uh, back in. He's the elite host of this podcast. I'm just the average host. <laughs> anyway. Last thing I wanted to bring up, boys. Uh, the Hamoli Olakowatu Sinbin. Hamoli Olakowatu, by the way, Nick's uh, favourite word and player because he can spell it. Um, he's Sinbin for his hit on Aiden Tolman. Like it or dislike it, Nick? 
Um, look, uh, I just I just want consistency. So the answer to your question is I want consistency, and they're still not consistent. If Aiden Tom got hit in the head, he still didn't get a HIA. Mate, I'm, I'm they are consistent. With what, Clarky? I thought it was the same as Junior Paulo's hit. Yeah, I don't think it was. A, I don't think it should have been a send off. Yeah. Oi. If, if you're not, if you're not, sorry, ten minutes. If you're not, um, if you're not uh, Daniel Tupu, apparently it doesn't matter. Oh my god, please! That was a disgrace. Tupu's one was actually disgraceful, but we'll get into that later because it's not the game to talk about it. But I'm gonna be. I'm gonna say that I didn't like it. I didn't like that he got singed. I don't think it was a send off. I I didn't like it that I, I didn't like that the refs and bunker missed it and sinned him, you know, two minutes later after the shark scored. It's like you missed it. You put him on report. You've missed it. It's done. Aiden Tolman didn't get HIA. Like yeah. oh, I, I, I don't, don't like it. I don't hate mate. It was, you talk about consistent mate, the fucking HIAs on the weekend. They've just did, did uh, yeah. they? Is there? Is the doctor gone from the bunker? No, he's there. Or are they just have they just muted his microphone so he can't was do it anything? Cameron Murray who got who had to go. Someone good had to go off, and it was they, they didn't even get hit in the face. Yeah, it happened a couple times this weekend, and then there was one in the Cowboys game. Tom Alolo got bloody eyes rolling oh. in the back of his head, and he stayed on. Wait, Tom Alolo was KO'd. Like, like I can't believe it. Like. Flat out KO. Like he was unconscious. Mid-air. I just don't understand. I don't get it. It's we'll get to so- it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Anyway, I can't understand. But anyway, um, Nick, before I blow up, the Cash Out MVP 321. <laughs> uh Talakai, mate, um, unbelievable three. Uh, in the second half, DC tried to get Manly back in the game. And um Mate, Cameron McInnes is really playing good in the forwards. He really glues them together. His defence is tops, except for when he's missing Cameron Munster. But um, that was another game. Yes, it's true. Boys, game two. The Brisbane Broncos defeat the Canterbury Bulldogs 34-14. to The Broncos end their four-game losing streak with a second-half blitz against the Bulldogs, which in turn extends the Bulldogs' losing streak to six in a row. Awesome. Uh, the biggest issue for the Bulldogs boys, despite having nine players injured, losing. don't, don't piss me off, Ryan. <laughs> boys, look, nine players are injured. Four players were out due to COVID. Um, despite having 13 players out in general, they don't play 80 minutes. Yeah, and, but yeah, they 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 improved. They look sharp in that first fifth. They they did look good, man. They the did. Not indicative of the of the of the scores not indicative of of the game. Mate, it's so frustrating, but <laughs> like five to five to six years of this shit, where the the Bulldogs have been majority of those years in the bottom four. One of those years a wooden spoon, and another one of those years was nearly a wooden spoon. It's very frustrating that they finally get back into, I guess, a position of health in the salary cap, 
and they buy who they buy, yet they're still getting the same results. Like you look at someone like the Sharks, and I know they bought a hooker, a lock, and a half, and they're three good players in those positions, but it's not as if we bought shit. And some players aren't as good as others, but we're just not improving. And I know they've been close. I think they are. That's the I thing. They are improving, mate. Yeah, 100% they're improving. Oh, man, that last trying... 25 was awful. It was awful. Yeah, but what about the, what about the first? Is it 65? Mate, was it awful or was it that the Brisbane Broncos put on a bit of a show and would have would have done that against anyone? Look, watching the you're game. Finally learning, you're finally learning to give the Fox some... Um, ball in space that helps. Well, speaking of that, speaking of him, they're, they're look they're thinking of giving him the fullback role over Dufty. Mate, I look thought Dufty that. played well. I yeah, thought so Dufty was I. fine. I thought Dufty was fine. I don't mind the idea of the Fox Allen a fullback if you didn't have a fullback. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought, mate, D- Dufty's not the issue, mate. Look, it's just it's building. I thought, you know, mate, they're just a four. I think they're a four away. They're a four away. Like they're going to get kick out next year. Mate, they're going to get Marnie next year. Marnie's going to be massive. They're improving. They're improving, man. Like, honestly, Pangai played. Pangai aimed up against his old Brisbane teammates. He was great. He was was hitting a three for the first 55 minutes, and then he just, like, the whole team just went down the the tubes for the last 25. He can't do it forever. He can't. He can't play big minutes. He's not a big minute player. No way. I, 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 I said it last year during the Panthers finals run. That yeah, every, all the Bulldogs fans will be really excited because oh, this is the new Pen guy. But you were never going to use him the same as what Panthers did. And you did say that you've just used him the same as what the Broncos did, and he's producing what he did at the Broncos. Like he he produced Which those games. Though. Hey, Which is good. yeah, good him good in for a couple of, for one or two games, and then he'll go missing for because, and then he'll go missing for huge chunks of the game. They got to. Yeah. I think they got to. I think they got to use him better, mate. It, yeah. Look, like I said, like yes, they're improving, but yeah, as it, there's a lot of games this week where sides and it's it's usually the better sides. The Broncos, I wouldn't say, are one of the better sides. Teams are showing that if you don't play the eighty, they're gonna you're gonna get spanked. And what happened there sucked because they scored four tries. Or was it four, five tries, five tries in twenty-five minutes, and we scored none. Some were freaky though. Some were freaky tries. Oh look, man! Like there was just things in the game. Like I'm not saying um, this is a referee thing. This is this is a just the the flow of the game. Like they threw a shit pass on fifth, and we knock it on. They kick the ball, and and it comes off one of us, and they say you played at it, which they did. And it's like, man, they're just getting the the rub of the green. They they they're just they're just getting the ball back. Yeah, and Mate, the, dogs, um, the dogs just weren't they just weren't getting the ball, and they didn't get the ball in the last twenty five minutes, and that's what happens. <laughs> Mate, you had a bloke, honestly. He played okay. He came off the bench. He looked like they just got him off the building site. That fella. Oh, Billy Serekis, Billy the yeah, kid that mate. debuted. He's not a first grader, bro. The kid that debuted? Tried hard, played hard. Mate, he was out there having a go. Like, they were, I thought they played pretty good for who they had. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, look, it is 13 players out, but still, 
I know, I know. I mate, think I'm I think I'm just frustrated. Shoot, shoot. Mate, shoot play excellent against Katoni Staggs. That they've un, they've unearthed that other center who I think was the mate, you said that uh TPJ was the mate, that other center before he got cramps, he was your best player. Jacob Caraz, he was very good. He's gonna get re-signed now mate, as a result of that. He, mate, he was great. Hmm. I, I even think Flanagan was playing well, you know, early on in the game. Flanagan defensively played well. He, he, I think he had a try saver or two. Yeah, no, he's good. It's I'm just frustrated because we just keep we just can't play the eighty. That's it. It's annoying. But anyway, I, I thought that even even the props, man, Vaughn and um, what's the Pom's name? Luke Thompson. Mate, they aimed up. They went hard. I thought, mate, against a good forward pack, that I thought it was a good game until that one point where, mate, it was still a good game because Brisbane just put on a clinic. I didn't dis. I enjoyed this game, mm-hmm. mate. The for the Broncos, Tamari Martin, he made his long-awaited return after he retired before the 2020 season due to bleeding on the brain. Uh, he played at fullback. How good, uh, how good did he play? Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he was good. I thought well, it was he's good for someone who hasn't played in three years. Yeah, no, it was awesome to see him back. Um, one player that made his 2022 debut, he's played for the Broncos before, who I can't stand is Tyson Gamble. He was in the halves with Adam Reynolds. And, mate, he's just a rat of a player. Dead set. Just a rat of a player. But he came back with Herbie Farnworth and Payne Haas. So they had a good side on the field, the Broncos. I thought they played well. They did. Yeah. They did play well. The Nick's um Nick's microphone slash not his microphone is very um sketchy at the moment, isn't it, Clarky? Mate, I don't think yours is. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, you are. No, you. No, you. <laughs> anyway, we'll move it on. Uh, hopefully, uh, this week the Broncos, uh, not the Broncos, the Bulldogs improve for my sake. Reversing the Roosters, then we'll talk about that. But. Nick, the Akasha yep. MVP 3-2-1s for this game. Uh, Payne Haas, even though he got uh, injured in the first hit-up of the game, he came back with a needle and ran for another 200 metres, whatever it was. Uh, Adam Reynolds, eight lights out. I think he's the buy of the year. I, I go ahead and say he's the buy of the year over Nico Hines so far for me. Um and Corey Oates got one. It was close between uh, Corey Oates and Cobo, but Cobo's defence in the first half, um, he kept coming off his wing and Ado Carr kept scoring. So mm. so uh, Corey got the, the bickies. And that's why our 3 2 ones are better than the NRL's boys, eh? Because we look at these things and they don't. They see one try and go, ah, oh, give it to him. Give him three. It's right. It's right. We're better. Am I right, boys? Yeah, that's sweet. Boys, game three. The North Queensland Cowboys defeat the Gold Coast Titans 30 points to four. A very, very ordinary Titans outfit lose their third game in a row in this Queensland derby as the Cowboys kept their composure and control of the match at all times, running out for their best team performance so far this season. Boys, Cowboys played 80 minutes and it got them their fourth win this season. This time, I think they won in style. They won with a bit of Class playing the full eighty, um, Clarky. What do you think of this one? Mate, they're, they're they're looking good. I think 
they'd have to be the surprise packet of the season so far. By far, yeah? Yeah. But the most... You know, reckon? It's over... I think it's an overreach. Like, people... Like Channel did, put, yeah, go. Channel, Channel 9 put this question up, like, are they are they the real deal? Are they the real contenders of 2022? But who have they beaten? Well, they're definitely not contenders. Contenders would imply that they're, they're going to push for the premiership. Well, mm. They're definitely not contenders, but I think we all had them in the bottom four. Well, Nick and I had them as wooden spooners, to be fair. Well, there you go. I think I had them second last, so we had them in the bottom two. Yeah. And I think they're playing, they're playing far better than far better than that. So, yeah. no, that's so, in answer, so in answer to my question, yes, they are surprise back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Fair enough. No, no, they're, 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 they're doing well. Just, yeah, mate. It's obviously. I, I think it's got. We said it last week. I don't, I don't think he's got points this week, but it's got a lot to do with Val Holmes in the centres. He's both centres. Yeah, both centers. Yeah, Hicker's oh, going well. Peter, yeah. Peter Hicker's a man. He's very underrated for them. Very underrated, not for us, but for the media and Channel Nine, you know, and Fox Sports. They don't talk about Peter Hicker, but he's a big signing for him. He could be by the year. Who knows? No one's talking about him, but he's doing well. Yeah, and it's no surprise, obviously, their revival, so to speak, comes on the back of JT coming back to form. Mm. But they're halves. They're halves just, I don't know, it's, it doesn't look fancy. It's just, but they're just steering around, steering them around the park really, really well. Mate. We'll... You know, when I watched this game, Dearden stood out big time for me. I go, oh, I watched Dearden's looking good. And then sort of at about the 30-minute mark, you just don't see him again. Hmm. Yeah, what happened there? That's weird. Hmm. Mate, the, we're talking about centres for the Cowboys. On the flip side for the Titans, Dave Fafita got moved to the centres for this game. Justin Holbrook said it was because of injuries and experimentation. But what did we think of this? Because I don't think it's going to be a one-off, boys. But what did we think of this move? He's not He's not a centre. Yeah. He's, he, he could be the best second runner in the game. And I just don't think they're putting... Oh, like, Everyone blames David Fafita. I don't blame David Fafita. I just don't think they're putting him in a position to be the best second row in the game. Hmm. You know who he's starting to remind me of, and it's just come to mind? I know you're going to say. Can I guess? Yeah. Um, I know his name. He bloody – he played for the Rabbitohs and <laughs> – He certainly did. He played oh, for the Titans. Oh, my God. What's his name? His nickname was the Coltrane. Oh, my God. What is it? David Taylor. David Taylor. I was gonna say David mate, something. Yeah, it's yeah, mate. I'd be. <laughs> He's better than Dave Taylor. He's better than Dave Taylor. Mate, Dave Taylor in his day was probably better than well, David Fafita now. Dave Taylor in his day was the worst defender still. <laughs> yeah, Dave Taylor. Hey, hey, Dave Taylor wasn't on one point one million dollars either. No, that's true. Ooh, ooh Clarky. <laughs> Going for that quote of the week, I'm telling you. <laughs> Last week we didn't have one. I just couldn't pick one. I just, I just couldn't. I couldn't pick one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I like what I like what Justin Holbrook come out and said. He goes, "Oh, we put him there because of injury, but I was I was wanting to experiment with him there at some point." But man, I don't know. What do you is it, Gildy? Do you reckon it's the halves not being able to give him quality ball? 
Um, is the I don't main, know the main problem? I, just, I, I don't think they set up. They don't like their game plan should be to use him more than what they're using, obviously. Because this year's defense has been pretty good. He's been suspect in previous years. Mate, I just think that they've got to set up for him. And they've got to, like, I mean, I, I don't, they probably do a training. I don't know. But it just doesn't seem like it in the game. Like, like Manly are setting up for Ola Kawadu in the second row. All their plays are directed on the right side. Titans doing the same thing with Fafita. Hmm. Herbert gets, I know he didn't play. I, I don't understand what happened with I think Herbert's a good center, but. Herbert, Herbert gets a lot of ball where I think Fafita should be getting that ball. Yeah, yeah, I think when he was in the second row, it, they kept I, skipping him. Yeah, I heard yeah. it on the radio a couple of weeks ago because they, they, everyone talks about, like, what the frigging hell are you supposed to do with him? Because he everyone knows he doesn't get enough ball. He, there's not enough involvement. And um, the question was, like, is it his fault? Is it the half's fault? It's like they seem to set up for him, but then... Don't use him a lot. I, I like, don't think it is as well. I think that he's not a kind of player that um, is going to hit that line and, you know, take the hard catch. He's the kind of player you give the ball to with a bit of space yeah. so he like can be damaging. Like, like a centre. <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, if that's if he's, if he's going to run over the top of everyone, why not? So you're saying yeah. he's not a hole hitter? I don't think he is a whole hitter yet. I mean, you can learn that skill, but I think that he needs you give him the ball early oh, instead of giving takes, him the ball with no space. Yeah, he definitely he never takes that hard carry. You always talk about that the first that shitty hit up, and you no, that's yeah, he doesn't. Never. In saying He's that though, never. there's a lot of second rowers who's just staying their lane out wide in their lane. You know, mm. I mean, look, they've got they've got enough forwards that they shouldn't have to worry about that. Like they've got. Moali, they've got um, Tino. They should be doing those hard carries anyway. And then they've got I always uh, Isaiah. Um, uh, what's his Isaac, name? The bloke they bought from the Roosters? Isaac Liu. Isaac Liu. I mean, they've got those guys that can do those hard hit-ups. But he should be doing the third hit-up after that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there was a moment in the game with Jeremiah Nanai where he got sin-binned for a lift tackle. Um, yeah, I thought that was a joke. Mate. I agree with you. Clarky, did you see that one? No, missed it. Mate, I, I'm i with Guilty. It was a joke. And at worst, it was a penalty. It was Wallace. It was Wallace and Wallace jumps. Yes. He does the old jump for the penalty. Mm. Don't like those, but he did it. Anyway. Um, dangerous, those, the jump. Mm. Hey, so injury. Lifting, lifting one leg. And Wallace sort of jumps. He's knowing full well what he's doing. And then, you know, all of a sudden he's fine, obviously. Do you know? Mm. Happens a couple of times, doesn't it, Clarkie? It does. It's happened before in the past. Mm. Led to injury that well, time, didn't well, it? Anyway. Wallace has been... Uh, Wallace has been... Um, he's one of those players that does that kind of gamesmanship. It's come up before. Where he's, where he's non-sportsman-like. Well, that, that's his game. I think mm. he's getting a little chunky and, you know, that's just his game now. Mm. Well, well, either way, the Cowboys won and they've won four this year. And the three games they've lost was one against the Dogs, which was close. And the other two were close games. One was the Roosters and I forget the other game now. But my B bet with longtime friend and listener Julian is looking very ominous, boys. Uh, for, for you. For me, yeah. <laughs> So for those that don't remember, before the season started, 
Um, I made a case of beer bet with um, Julian, who you may or may not know. And his bet was that the Cowboys would be higher on the ladder than the Bulldogs at the end of the season. And at the moment, it's looking good for him. So he's going to win a case of the casher, is what it's looking like. Are the, are the Cowboys the best team in Queensland? Well, they are. They've beaten them both. Yeah. You know, it's okay. funny. I picked I picked the Titans and they're the worst right now. Yeah. I, I, the Titans were the best last year and the year before yeah. that. And they're just, they're, they're disappointing. They're, they're one of those sides. Um, They're coming 15th, I think, or 14th. They're very disappointing right now. So they're in that bottom. It's like, you got the Bulldogs at the bottom, and then without looking at the ladder, I believe it's in in no particular order. It's the Raiders, the, Knights. the Warriors, the Knights, um, and now the Warriors. The, the Warriors are further up because the Warriors made some wins. Yeah, but they're disappointing too, mate. They're disappointing this week because they lost by seventy to ten. Ooh. Oh, oh don't give it away. Oh, <laughs> anyway, Clarky. Before we move on, no more picking the Titans for five weeks, as you promised. Yeah. Your threats, your threats don't work like Nick's do, obviously. I'll probably renege on that. But yeah. Well, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. I'm going to remind you every week. For five uh, weeks actually, well, I'm looking that. at I'm looking at this week, and I'm happy with this week. I'm telling you, you're not allowed to. You can't okay. do it. You said All you right. put your balls on the line, and you, you got, got chopped off. <laughs> well, okay, they got Panthers, then the Roosters, then. The Dragons. So I'm happy so far. Then they got this is good. This is good radio. This. Uh, then they got the Sharks, <laughs> and then they've got the Broncos. No, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with oh, those five. Lucky you. I'm going to remind you regardless anyway. Okay. Okay. But Nick, for this game, Cowboys Titans, the Cashar MVP three two ones. Peter Hiku three. Scott Drinkwater two. Oh, what are we going to do with Scott Drinkwater and the hammer? You got to leave Drinkwater at fullback. 100%. Where do you put the hammer? On the wing. Okay. And uh, so drink water <laughs> two. And Jason Chalmololo one. Good work, Clarky. Good coaching. Uh, game four, the – this is Clarky's one, boys. The West Tigers defeat the South Sydney Rabbitohs 23 to 22. So, Clarky, I don't care what club it is, just like Para last week. It is near impossible to make as many errors as South did and expect to win. But your Rabbitohs versus Tigers close game theory has come to fruition once again. And you didn't tip them like I, I told you to last week, even though I didn't tip them. But lads, two field goal wins in a row, two big club scouts are the West Tigers back. Clarky. Um. Mate, if I was a Tigers supporter, I'd be pretty. I'd be pretty happy. It was funny. I was speaking to my brother just before the para game, and he goes, "Have the Tigers ever?" And I think he was talking about ever in their history. Have they ever won a clutch game where it was like game on the line? We need a field goal to win this. And he was, he's like, I can't remember last time it happened. And then, bang, two weeks in a row. And the best thing about it from two weeks in a row. It didn't just come down to Jackson Hastings again, even though he again steered he took the team. Two. Hey, yeah. he took two shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But didn't, and in the end, it was in the end, it was Luke Brooks who got it. But yeah, look, I don't know. 
tell me if I'm wrong, but I, th- I think it was a very different game to the Para game in, in the terms of, I think Para the week before took the Tigers lightly. I don't think South fell into the same trap. I just think, I just think we made far too many errors, and I just I don't think we we haven't we haven't been playing really that good all year. We've just we've been our most impressive win was against the Roosters because we always get up for the Roosters, and every other win it's just been like kind of just getting there. Just that's a fair been, that's a fair call. It hasn't been we we haven't played impressive apart from the Roosters game. And probably the Panthers game too, but obviously everyone gets up for the premiers. Mm. And I think it just showed on the showed on the weekend. And the Tigers are just riding this wave of confidence at the moment. And yeah. I thought it was I thought it was a good game of footy, apart from the multitude of errors. Yeah. The Rabbitohs made a shitload of errors. Like I said, you can't win a game by making those errors. And funnily enough, like Parallel last week. The abundance of errors that were made, you only lost by one. Both your clubs only lost by one. So yeah. it's not as if it's a blowout. It comes down to completion rates. They were both both South and Para, the completion rates are horrible. Yeah. But look, Jackson Hastings, he's the he's the key. And to all those Tiger supporters that doubted him, um, eat your words because we all said in the preseason that he'll be a big buy and a lot of people disagreed. And now he's the savior for the club. And to all those that also said, get rid of Michael Maguire again, eat your words because mate, it's not, he's not the problem. He's not the problem. Well, Michael, (laughs) you said that Michael Maguire is the problem. Well, he was until he moved Luke Brooks to five, eight. I just, I don't like when I don't like when it's like, get rid of everyone. Get rid of them and start again. It's like the Tigers, yeah, like they need to. I'll, I'll tell you right now, Dan, if they'd lost these last two games, they would have got, I reckon they would have moved him on. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I don't think he's the problem. Just, it's not him. Hey, look at the roster. They're roster compared to the other rosters. Hmm. And you got to think as well, like another positive for the Tigers, they did that. They did that without Dane Laurie in the second half. And mate, he was having a blinder. And um Tua Luggy as well didn't play. Like he got ruled out just before the game. I think he had the flu or something. That might have been someone else. But yeah, they ruled him out. Even though they brought that Alex Safarth in. He mate, I don't know how how he doesn't get more game time. Like he's always just eight eight million or mate, I think I'm pretty sure we gave him two points a couple of weeks ago. Hey, his yeah. defense is on season. He's a brilliant defender. He's a horrible attacker, but he's there to defend. And he's one of those guys, he stands in the right place every time and everyone else sets themselves off him. He's a very good defender. Mm. You need players like that. You need defensive Alex, players. Alex Twal had another cracking impact off the bench as well. Hey, James Tamo. Yeah. I thought James Tamo was awesome. That was his best game, I think, in Tigers colours. Best game in three years. Yeah. It's because he played because they brought him back on as well. Like yeah. the boat plays like 23 minutes every game. They he, no, not this game. Yeah. yeah, not this game. That's yeah, 159 meters for big Jimmy Tamo. Um yeah, I I thought it was a good I thought it was a 
really good effort from the Tigers and really disappointing from the Rabbits. Mate, Ilias, Ilias makes the break. Our favourite hooker tracks him down. He's the next big thing, Jacob Little. Hey, it's Jacob Little, by the way. Little, Little. It was, it was, a, great, uh, it was a great tackle. Let's give it credit. It was a great it was. tackle. Jacob Little, Nick. Little, not Liddell. Yeah, yeah Little. <laughs> Look, Dane Laurie, uh, you brought him up already. Clarky. He was on track to being the top player or thereabouts for the Tigers and in general for this game. Uh, he did his M- he did his MCL at halftime. Was ruled out for the, the second forty, and he's out for four to six weeks now as a result. So that's a big loss for the Tigers, hey. I think. True, but in saying that, Stafford Tower is good. He is, he is good. good. Stafford Tower was going to be the next fullback at Newcastle, and then they bought Ponga. Mate, he is so- good. He is a, he is a very, good, very player. good player. They've unlocked yeah. him a little bit, I think, the Tigers. But the only, um, issue, the only issue is that they've unlocked him. They've actually given him a chance. The only issue with um, Staffatel moving out of the centres after bringing Oliver Kildart back in. Mm. Hey, did you see? He came back in and he rushed out of the line. <laughs> who, who scored the try? <laughs> I think I can't remember. It was one of the four. Oh, no. Look at this. He's hopeless. Yeah. That's slack. <laughs> hey, he's a horrible slack. defender. Yeah, England. He's from England. They target him. Yeah, the, the backs just don't cut it in NRL. It's just, it's it's a fact. It's just they just don't cut it. But anyway, Tane Milne was sin binned for a high shot on Dane Laurie. Agree or disagree, Clarkie? It was again. It was one of those weird ones where it had, it was ruled on. Too too long after, uh, <laughs> mate. I thought it was a high shot. I it was a high a... shot. Hundred percent, it's a high shot, and probably deserved ten in the bin. But how far do we go back? Oh, did they go that far back? Didn't they? No, nah, not really. They scored the try and they went. Oh, wait a minute. Was it in the try sequence? Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, that's all right then. Yeah, it was a high <laughs> shot. It was ten in the bin. There you go. Very good. Very good. Anything else to say, boys, before I move it on? Yeah, nah. <laughs> Very good. Tigers are going to roll on, boys. Two field goal wins in a row. If they do three wins in a row by a field goal, they would be the next team to do it uh, from 2014 when the Bulldogs did it and they made the grand final and then some somehow lost to this shit team. But anyway, three two ones. A cash MVP, three two ones. Nick. Did you say the Bulldogs won three field goals in a row? Yes, they did. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay, mm. three, two, ones. Jackson Hastings, three. That's that's two in a row? Yeah, yep. Killer Matangi, two. Kept him in the game. And uh, no for Luma. Mate, he had a great game too. He just kept rolling his sleeves up. He's been quiet. But he played good this game. I thought it was good last week as well. He, yeah, I think he was he good last up, week. He but he's been quiet games. Mate, last last week he uh, he scored a few tries off kicks, but remember No Faluma of old used to be like Brian Toto. He used to do a lot of runs, a lot of tackle breaks. Mm. He's just not. He's not. He might not be that player anymore. But he's he got busy. He got busy this week. You got jiggy with it. Okay, boys. Game five: the Parramatta Eels defeat the Newcastle Knights thirty-nine to two. The Knights lose their fifth game in a row in front of a silent yet sold-out Newcastle Stadium. 
Nick, <clears throat> 39 unanswered points for Parramatta. A big bounce back from last week's loss to the Tigers. Mate, this was a demolition, in my opinion. Very clinical Mate, one. I, I, I reckon Parramatta still made a lot of errors. And so did Newcastle. So um, Newcastle are just that bad right now. They are bad. They, Mate, they, 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 they gave up. Kalen for a million a year for five years. Thank God they got him. Thank God because he doesn't do anything. Oh, I, I sense some sarcasm there, Clarky. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think of that? Five mil, five mil for five years. Is he worth it? No, Clarky. For yeah, he's not worth that much less. It's hey, better than the report. The reports were one point two that. That would. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything, though. There's not one time in that game I went, "Oh, Fong has got the ball." Mate, he's just—he's no better than Dufty. Far <laughs> wow, out. Yeah. Come on. Hey, he, but he doesn't. What did he do? Mate, when you're on a million bucks, you've got to be doing something. Ben Hunt's doing something. You know what? The point that I agree with there is that he doesn't do something every week. He'll have some games where he's an absolute superstar, but there's more. It's far and few between. He has more games where he's quiet and doesn't touch the ball. So I can't agree with you, Nick. Uh, anyway. Um, rest of the game, mate, it was pretty standard every, I don't know, every 12, 13 minutes. Parramatta scored something. Mm. Uh, Mitchell Moses decided to that every time we get close to the end of the half or the end of the game, he's got to take a field goal. I don't know if I like that. Oh, he's he's a um, white guy. I, I seriously yeah. like he he is just a glory hog, and I think he doesn't like, uh, especially at the start of the year. I'm going to rip on him for a sec. I, I don't think he likes that Dylan Brown was overshadowing him as the better half because he is. He is the better half, in my opinion. Mate, in this game. Um... Yeah, talent-wise, Dylan Brown's a better half, yeah. Um, mm. This game, I don't know if you noticed, Jacob Arthur played half 5-8. Uh, yeah, and they moved Brown to centre. Started. Mate, I don't have a drama with that just due to the facts. Yeah, we've got no backs. That's another thing. We've got no backs. Should sign um, Micah Sivo. What do you reckon? Not Micah Sivo. Um, Semi Radraja. Yeah, it'd be nice. <sighs> if he's okay. Yeah. Nah, look, that... I. I... I get that, that your your depth in the backs is is low. Parramatta's depth in the backs is low. But um yeah, Dylan Brown, if they if they had Dylan Brown in the halves with Mitch Moses, they would have put on a bigger score, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you have the luxury to do it because you still won thirty nine to two. Like that's a that's a demolition in my opinion. Mate, um I'll tell you, uh, we I know we were talking about the Tigers, but Isaiah Papalihi going there next year, man. I Mate, me personally, he's the one. He's the one we should have tried to keep. Like we only offered him four fifty. Like seriously, he he's, he, he awesome. gets offered by us four fifty, and Kalen Pong is on a million. Seriously, what's wrong with the world? That's uh, a good point because Papali'i was incredible in this game. Incredible. Repeat. Like incredible. If if David Fafida had his grit and you know work ethic. Mate, David Fafita would be worth 1.5, whatever he's getting. Yeah. He's on 1.3 one, 1. one year and 1.1 1. 1 this year. So, yeah. 
anyway, there's not much to say, much more to say about this, Nick. It was, it was really, it was just really one-sided, really one-sided. Yeah. And in, in, by no one's fault, just the, the Eels are so much better. And the Knights are disappointing. But you know what? The three of us said, I'm pretty sure the three of us said that the Knights would come 13th. And I think that's going to come to fruition. They're disappointing. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so it was meant to be a bit of a Fords battle. I think the, the para Fords are, well, mate, we, we, we got no depth in the backs, but we've got plenty of depth in the Fords. Yeah. And here's one for you. And you guys think it's just because I'm a para fan. Will Penasini was better than Bradman Best. And he's done that against every center he's played against. So I know he's not ready for reps maybe this year or next year, but he's going to be a rep. Oh, I agree with that. They did nothing. They didn't score a try. The Knights were woeful. Everyone on the everyone outclass for the Eels outclassed their opposition. There you go. No one stood out for, for the Knights. I'm telling you now. They were disappointing. Yeah, I, I can't think of a player who... And they reckon Dan Gagai's injured now too. So, you know, we'll see what comes out of the reports there for the, casu- the casualty ward, but they can't afford to lose players. Those lower nah. teams can't afford to lose players and the Knights are one of them. So, yeah. Nick, I'm happy to move it on if you are. Three, two, one. Yeah, what, what else do you say? Reed Marnie, he directed the team around. He played a lot better than, than last week. Um, Isaiah Papali, he was unstoppable on the right. And Ryan Madison off the bench. What he ran for almost two hundred. Yep. Just kept putting his nose through the line. Kept a few offloads. Playing well. You know, anyway, you know where he'd be good. At lock. Well, at lock, but up at the Dolphins. Mm. Ryan Madison. Yeah. Why? Yeah. He's okay. Why? Yeah. He's alright. Yeah. Just like every other Dolphins player. Oh, matter. He's got a rig on him. Oh, yeah. Just ask buddy Steve Roach. Calls him the body. Oh, body. Uh, get over it. <laughs> anyway. Boys, game six. The Penrith Panthers defeat the Canberra Raiders 36-6. to Another sold-out match at Penrith Stadium saw the Panthers roll Canberra in the back quarter of the game to keep their undefeated streak alive in 2022. Also notching their 21st straight home game victory which marks the third highest home game win streak in Australian rugby league history. They're just setting records, boys. But Clark, who's the who's the top two? Dragons in the fifties and sixties. Oh, the okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, Clarky, I'll start with you. So for the first, another side where they played for 55, 60 minutes. Um, you made a prediction that this match uh, was going to become the first fifty-point defeat. And like I said, for the first 50, 60 minutes, that went out the window. It was 14 to six. The Raiders stuck it to Penrith. They'll stick it in there. Like they didn't stick it to them, but they were defending well. And then mate, the last 20 was literally just all Panthers and they went ruthless mode and are proving to be the perfect 80 minute team. So they were that ruthless, Clarky, the Panthers, I mean that it took the Raiders 37 minutes in the second half to get out of their half. And they had one set in the Panthers half. That's how crazy they were. And the score, the score line should have been higher, but it wasn't. So credit to the Raiders to only lose by 30 by not having the ball in the second half and not getting out of their half 
for the whole second half, basically. But yeah, what do you think of that game? I think the Raiders, yeah, the Raiders showed a lot more in this game than what they had the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, again, the cream rose to the top. The Panthers are just they 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 just have to they they against these types of teams, they only have to play for 15, 20 minutes and that's and they can just run away with it. They're just they're just that on song, every single player. Like you bring in Spencer Lenniu, even though he dropped the ball and it was overruled in the captain's challenge, which was an absolute joke. But yeah. bringing in that new kid like Sonny Luke, I think he's 25-year-old debutant. Like he was unreal off the bench. Set up a try of his first touch, didn't he? Yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, yeah help, helps you giving it to Isaiah. Yo. But yeah, just he looks he looks good because they're gonna have to um they're gonna have to fill a pretty big hole next year with Appy going. Um, they've got Mitch Kenny. They, they do have Mitch Kenny, but is Mitch Kenny an eighty minute player? I don't know. But this Sonny Luke, he looked he looked pretty pretty schmick. Um, what just make it that that was a joke, yeah? That captain challenge. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Seriously. Sorry, which was one it? was it? Yeah, Parky, you got he, it. Yeah. Spencer Lenniu, about 10 metres out from the Raiders line, got up to play the ball, dropped it, ruled a knock on, captain's yeah, challenge. Yeah, it was a knock on. He, I think his arm his arm was touched like so. Oh, it, it was, it was like so. Feather. It was like, oh, shit, Panthers, Panthers challenge it. Just give it to him. Just give it to him. That's what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like the top pain theory came into effect there. Yeah. It was bad. That was bad. It, yeah. Mate, did you see... Mate, I don't, I can't, I don't know. I don't think it was Spencer. I mean, you know why the Raiders stuck in there? The Raiders forwards are, are good. And um, did you see Horsburgh put that shot on? Yeah, it was massive. Sorensen. Yeah, mate, charging out of the line and putting shots on, like, mate, it makes you, it makes you run the ball a little bit differently. And that's why I don't think the, that's why I don't think the Panthers exploded until later on in the game when you said the cream just rises to the top and at top, and you just keep putting pressure, 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 not giving the ball back. But the, the Canberra forwards are still good, you know. They're just lacking something a little out wide. Like, look, Rapana's first game at fullback this year. I know he's, he's played there before, but he's a winger, you know. Hmm. Um, I don't think Savage had a great game on the wing either. Mate, he's not a winger. He's hmm. one of those players in the fullback where he's nothing. Mate, what did you think of Harry Rushton? Made his uh, club debut for the Raiders all the way from yeah. England. Yeah. Mate, first go. Yeah, hard mate. game. Played against a hard side too, so see how we go. Yeah. He's only got only got they time bring, in him. But they brought him on in like the sixtieth minute, didn't they? Yeah, like yeah. So come on, <laughs> come yeah. on, Sticky, give him, give him a better go than that. Mm. But, but um, the, mate, there was, there was an article um this week where I read about coaches under the pump, and for once, Maguire wasn't in it. But these were the these were the these were the coaches: O'Brien, Sticky. And Holbrook, what do you reckon? I feel as though they never talk about Sticky being under the pump, but mm. I think he's so established, like down there in the community with everything else. Like it's not just him coaching footy games, even though that's his job. Because Raiders have he's so invested. <laughs> he's down there on the sideline. He's sweating. He looks like he's oh. been playing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. If I was a Raider supporter, I'd never want Sticky to leave. If I was a Titan like supporter, I wouldn't be getting rid of Holbrook either. Like, how's Holbrook in there? 
because these teams that. only won two games, mate. Nah, I don't agree with that. And they He's were considered a, a top eight He's side. Still a good coach. Uh, is he? Mm, we'll see. It's only been seven rounds. Mm-hmm. Only been seven yep. rounds. Uh, look, I think the biggest point out of this is in that second half, the Raiders only had one set. Oh, sorry. I think it was two sets outside of their their own 50. That is absolutely wild. It's wild. So, yeah, yeah like I said, like for 20 minutes, they'll defend. Like like I said, it, it took them the, the, the 77th minute is when they finally got into the Panthers half and the game was done. So for from minute 40 to 60, they're just defending. And they didn't let a try yeah. in. And they're out of and they're out of they're out of breath. Like they're just rooted because they've been working so hard in defense. So you got nothing in attack. Yeah. But look, to the Panthers credit. Tarpanay played well. Yeah, he did. He did. He scored a good try too. But to the to the Panthers credit, like they just keep rolling and everyone's so fit and everyone's just running lines and they're just prepared for anything and they keep the ball alive and yeah, they're a fantastic side to watch. So they're the only team undefeated so far, seven from seven. But yeah, boys, the. I thought, um, oh, sorry, yeah. Cleary, Cleary's best game this week. Yes, definitely. He was, I know we're going to get into it soon, but he was uh, just that little bit better than Isaiah Yo. Just that little bit better. But he just, he ruled the roost and he puts the ball, he, he's got the ball on the string and. Everyone's in unison. Like when they when they've got to play, the shape is like double block, double block plays and and sweep plays and cut out pass options and mate, it's craziness, craziness. They've got eight nine players set up on the left, and the defense are like, oh, we're just gonna run in a line and hope we just tackle someone. That's what it looks like. <laughs> anyway, boys, and, the and then when they lose, they when they lose someone as good as um. Brian Toe, who was a revelation last year, not a revolution, Dan, like you said last week, a revelation. Does that revolution? Um, that is a revolution. You said, yeah, you did, man. I'll no, I didn't. Find Sack it him. For you. I'll him. find it for you. Find it for anyway, me. I reckon we should get a new host then if, that's, if I did say that. Revolution. <laughs> he was a revolution. I don't remember saying anyway. that, but anyway. I'm anyway. good English. <laughs> okay. I'm good. Um, <laughs> mate, uh, they brought in that Tyro May who's just – Mate, he's just as good. Oh, look That's at this, Tyrone Taylor. May. Taylor May. Oh, you're an idiot, That's Nick. That's what I said. That's what I said, Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on topic. Anyway, boys, the uh, the Panthers crowd. This is one of the uh, moments of the game that we need to bring up. The Panthers crowd started doing the Viking clap, which is obviously the Raiders thing. And they were losing 30 to six at the time and they all just started doing it and they did it for about 10 minutes. So Clarky, did you like that or dislike that? What do you think of the Viking clap from the Panthers crowd? Look, I, d- I don't mind it. A 30, a 30 to six. Meh. You have to, I reckon you have to be putting 50 on to be doing shit like that. Mate, that's home ground advantage. If they're doing it, they're doing it. You can't blow up about that. No, I'm not. No, I'm not blowing up. I'm just saying. No, no, no. no I know you're not, but I'm, but some people are, and you know, it's all right for the Canberra Raiders to do it whenever they feel like it. Yeah, you know, at their home ground. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, yeah, if you want to put things out, put things out there like that, then you have to cop yeah. it. You have hey, to cop I, McAnis. You have to cop McAnis doing it. Yeah, you have to cop the crowd doing it. But I love it. I just think, I just think the crowd. You, that's the kind of shit you need. You, you need to wait for if the Raiders are playing awful. And they didn't play awful. Mate, 
I love I love that stuff. It's so interactive with the crowd, and and you know what, the Raiders fans will never forget it. So when the Raiders decide to become a good side and and get over the Panthers, they can just stick it to them. It's great rivalries, great banter, and it's great for the game because yeah, it's just you need that stuff, and that's that's how you build rivalry. So I'm all for it, I'm all for it because one day I'm telling you, one day the Panthers will be will be worse than the Raiders, and they'll just give it back to them. So. It's good. Good for the game. But, Nick, the Akasha yes. MVP 3-2-1s, my friend. Um, like you said, Nathan Cleary and Isaiah Yo are very close. We have Cleary 3, Yo 2. And how many tries did Stephen Crichton score? One more than a brace. Yep. So, three. He, uh, mate, he's in the same category as Mulatano for me. I don't like him. Ooh, was that? Mate, at the end of the game, he carried on. Like, mate, they won by a considerable amount. You don't need to carry on. Yeah, he's got that readiness in him I don't like either. Be a little bit gracious. Gracious yeah. when you win like that, you know? Yeah. Probably just feeding off the crowd doing the Viking clap for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. No one else no. had to do it. Yeah. 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 Nah, fair enough. I'm with you, Nick. Boys, game seven, the St. George Illawarra Dragons defeat the Sydney Roosters 14 to 12. A gallant Dragons outfit and the Roosters three-game win streak with a superb victory on Anzac Day. Boys, the Dragons, very solid. Very solid this game, weren't they? It was a cracking game. I thought, yeah, Dragons showed a lot of heart. And, yeah, the Roosters, they're just, I don't know. Like, there, a little bit of... there was a bit in that game where Victor Radley got the ball from the ruck, uh, from dummy half, and all of the Roosters players were walking back. It was around the 60-minute mark, and the game was in the balance still. And he and he got the ball and started walking. And the Dragons were like, uh, is there a penalty? And, and they just went, oh, I'm going to just just tackle him. And they tackled yeah, him. That was, yeah, that was weird. Never seen that before. No, like, yeah, something did. Something did happen. I, I think someone ran in front of him, so he had to. He couldn't take. He couldn't run the ball because it would Shepherd. have been an obstruction Shepherd thing. Oh, it was weird. And they just. But went, it was still. It was still super weird. It looked. Yeah. It looked like actually. It looked like touch football. Oh, did it? <laughs> but the the dragons, like you said, they 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 were the better side. They were brave. And they had more heart. And I don't know if it's because of the occasion of Anzac Day. Clarky, you you seem to think that's the reason why, because you did tip them. And it's a great tip because, mate, they looked like the better side for the first half, especially. In the second half, they just leaked a couple of tries that, you know, were, weren't were great tries by the Roosters. So I don't know what's going on with the Roosters, by the way. I, I don't know what's going on there. They just cooked or... We're a Hargrave start off the bench again. Radley was on the bench. Yeah, they came on together around the 30-minute mark. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Takayahu started well. Mate, I thought I thought the Dragons at halftime were going to cop it because Jaden Sewer and Jack Bird couldn't see out the second 40. Jaden Sewer was having a blinder, by the way. He's a very big buy for him. We said it from the get-go. Um, but yeah, they reckon. Sewer broke his leg and uh, Jack Bird dislocated his, his elbow or he got a cork in his elbow or something. 
but I they both couldn't play. Broke his arm. Yeah, I I'm not. Is that what happened? Is that what they? That's what I back on. Sua. Who? Yeah. No, nah, he didn't. No. Nah. So you reckon he's got a broken leg? That's what they reckon. That's what they said when he when he came off. Yeah. Hey, he's got to try in the second half. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. What game am I watching? Yeah, what game are you talking about? <laughs> Did he score a try early? Yeah, he scored in the first half. They didn't score a point in the second half, the Dragons. Oh. They didn't score a point in the second half. The Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. What game are you watching? <laughs> are you all right, Nick? Nah. You're having a stroke? So, so he's out now. Stewart's out. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. We don't know how long for. And Moses Mate, Moses Sawley was injured for, I think, the majority of the game as well, and he still played well. But yeah, who's really Im- impressive? Is that Matt Fiena? Oh, I, I wanted to give him points. Was it last week? They won? I think it was a couple of weeks ago you wanted to give him some points. And yeah. mate, I don't think he was <clears> – he's – I don't know. He's just – he really impre- – he makes Gildy's – he makes a couple of those hard hit-ups, which obviously a lot of wingers do. But – um. Like the dragon, they were parked in their own half for basically the entire second half. And there was there were points there where they were making like 10, 20 meters in their set of six, kicking it upfield, and the roosters were having their first tackle inside the dragon's half. And they just couldn't crack the defense. And like yeah, Gus, I, Gus was like, the roosters are trying to go around. And you can't, he goes, he called it a mirage. He goes, you can't go around the dragons. You have to go through them. And all they kept doing was trying to go around on the wings, on the flanks. And they couldn't, they, they couldn't. They got around once with Joey Manu, but that was like, you know, globetrotter, globetrotter footy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was, I've never, to be fair, when Francis Molo got picked for Origin last year, I'm like, who else? Francis Molo. Mm. Like, Cowboys are just one of those teams you don't, I don't know. It feels like you don't really watch many of their games. If it's a, if it's an unusual time, you, you know, might skip this one. Mm. But he was, he was, for me, he was the best player on the field yesterday. He, if they without, without Molo, I don't think they win. He just he made a lot of hard carries and but their forwards in general. I agree with you with Molo because he is our three, but their forwards in general were superb. The Dragons. Uh, DeBellin, I think Gildy's been saying it the last couple of weeks. Like DeBellin is almost back to pre-indiscretion form. Mm. But um, yeah, Tarek Sims was good. Yeah. And I, Tarek Sims came off the bench because um Josh Maguire was killing it. Yeah, they started Josh Maguire in the second row, which is yeah. interesting. But yeah, mate, if I was a dragon supporter, I'd be absolutely wrapped with yesterday's performance. Would you be annoyed as a Dragon supporter that Tarek Sims has gone to the Storm? I'd be annoyed just because he's going to the Storm. But <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. You you can. I think you see the vision of what Hook's trying to do, and the fact that because I think Tarek Sims is still contracted for next year. Yeah. No. 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 It was no? this year. It was this year. No, and, okay. And they said, okay. you can go this year if you want. And that's what they're agitating for now. The Storm want him this year. They want him now. Yeah, no, nah, nah, fuck. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him go. Not um, now, no. Nah. No, nah, what's the upside? No, nah, nothing. 
Absolutely nothing. nothing. No upside. And it, I don't think carries him. Upside money. Mm. Hey? The upsides that they don't have to pay him. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But Tarek and Tarek Sims isn't the type of bloke who's going to kick stones and and um and whinge and play shit because of it. I reckon you just they'd be mad to get rid of him. Um, Look, I yeah. thought I thought the Dragons, their defense just left the Roosters with no answers. Like Sam Walker had a shocker, in my opinion. I thought he I thought he was he was ordinary. Uh, Luke Keary, I didn't even see him. At least Walker had the ball in his hand. Luke Keary, I don't remember him touching it. Tupanua dropped the ball about five times. Um, they, yeah, they they were Joey Manu again is is their best player, and he stood out again. It's, it's what are you talking about? What? What about James Tedesco? Here we go. James what Tedesco he... did. James Tedesco did run for three hundred meters. I don't know. I, I don't know how. In saying that, I can't even remember most of this game. Obviously, well, yeah, you did. You did say <laughs> Jaden Sewer tries in the second half. You did say Jaden Sewer came on and with a broken. Hey, I thought if, if yeah. you asked me how many run meters did James Tedesco have, I would have said maybe a hundred. Yeah, it was weird. They they played so weird and they looked so tired, and the Dragons really didn't. They looked like they were up for it, and the Roosters were just like, oh well, we'll just you know. But I always had this little feeling, and they nearly. Got him at the end. I just had this little feeling that the Roosters would just pip him and it would have been a lucky win. But it didn't happen, and rightfully so. But a big a big moment in the game uh, that I found disgraceful. Just tell me how Daniel Tupo, after head-highing Ravalawa from his line break, stays on the field. The only well, answer I can give is because it's a winger on a winger. That's – come on. I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to come up with something. No, all you got to say, Clarky, is it's the wrong call, and all the Todd, all the Todd Payton theory, all the Todd Payton theory. Well, yes. Okay. Um, do you reckon it could have been a send off? Oh, no. I, that's the worst head eye I've seen this year. It could have been. He look. He got sanctioned by the match review community for a grade two high, head high. Was that a yeah, fine or something? No, grade two is two weeks. But again, if you do the early guilty plea, it's one week. But two weeks is what he's facing. That's not one. That's not a one week head high. Well, it's one week if he pleads guilty, which is what they do now. Which I I like that rule, but it should. It's not two weeks either. You don't jump up and hit someone in the head, and and that's why it could be a send off. But well, I I just don't understand why it got replayed on television. Surely there's a television in the bunker that's you know the, showing the actual game. You know what the referee said? He goes, oh, let's just review it. He goes, I don't think it's as bad as it looks. And they replay it and it's as bad as it looks. <laughs> and uh, it's like, uh, it's because he's a nice guy. Like if that was if that was Victor Radley or oh, if that was Ravalawa doing it to... Ravalawa on Daniel Tupa, imagine that. Yeah, that would have been send off, send off. <laughs> Get rid of him. The Roosters are losing. Uh, anyway... Uh, even Rooster supporters are going to agree with this. It's a sin bin, at least. Oh, 100%. But anyway, Dragons, two in a row. Good on them. They haven't done that since 20... No, they did it last year, like late, like, mid last year before uh, Barbecue Gate. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll move it on. Guilty, the Akasha MVP 321s, Dragons, Roosters. Uh, Francis Muller, already spoken about, had a great game. Josh Maguire, he's... 
I think he's just playing injury-free, and that's why he's looking as good. He's making half breaks all over the field, or on the left side at least. And uh, like we already spoke about this bloke as well, Joey Manu is easily the Roosters' best player right now. Stands out like head and shoulders above anyone else. Boys, game eight, the Melbourne Storm defeat the New Zealand Warriors. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it, boys and listeners from across the world? The Storm defeated the Warriors 70 points to 10. 7-0, repeat, 7-0 points to 10. Unbelievable. The Warriors, now, they played well in the first half, lads. 16-10? 16-10. But like I said, all the elite sides show have shown that you need to play 80 minutes. And the Storm didn't just play 80 minutes. They they just ran a mark on the Warriors in the second half and scored 54 unanswered points in 40 minutes. More than a point a minute, boys. So with that. The Warriors are done for 2022. They are the first team to have conceded 50-plus points. I love that stat. Clarky, you know I love that stat. Um, that's it. They're done. History suggests that they cannot win the grand final, as our Fun Fact Sundays has shown, that the only team to do that, uh, the, high, uh, the team to concede the most points and win the grand final was the Newcastle Knights in 2001 when they lost 49 to something in a game. 40, they lost by, by 49 points and scored on them. And they beat, wait for it, Nick, the Parramatta Eels (laughs) in 2001. But anyway, back to this game. The Melbourne Storm boys, they were insane. I know we don't like them. You two especially don't like him. I know you're both saying meh, meh. Or, Clark, you're saying meh. 70 points to 10 is nothing to scoff at. What about the 10 points conceded? (laughs) Here we go. Hey, you know credit, what's funny where credit's due. I thought that that would be their biggest win ever. It's 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 not. They've scored more. Po- they've scored less points, but won by more. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It was six. Was that against the Dragons? No, they 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 beat the Dragons seventy to ten with Nathan Brown as a player. <laughs> so now he was a coach in this one, but Ooh. they won sixty four. Fun, fun fun fact Sunday. It could be, could be fun fact Sunday, but it's already been said. I want to find ones that people haven't said, you know, maybe, maybe, but um, yeah, they won 64 to six, no, 64 to two. I don't know what it was, but yeah, Nick, you're right. But anyway, um, boys, the one player that I like from the Warriors who got absolutely owned and had a shocker was the left winger, Edward Cossey. Now, oh, he he just he he just he had a shocker, a game to forget, and I like him. I like I've liked him, the, like since his debuted this year. But mate, he got pumped. Coates scores four tries on that side. He makes a billion errors, a lot of them yeah. leading to tries. Like, ugh. he was very frustrated when when he tried to cover the ball and and Coates beat him and scored and he, he was sitting down like a baby and he grabbed the ball and he just went ah and just hit it he punched it I was like oh man you're having a shocker poor Edward but yeah Dan when um when Nelson's putting bombs up for tries there's nothing you can do the bad that's true because that try was that the mark that Ryan Pappenhausen took the AFL mark 
was was insane. And they put an AFL score on in an AFL dominated town. Such a shit code. But anyway, um, yeah, the the backs obviously stood out more here, in my opinion, because it was just the Warriors giving up, and everyone just got a piece of the the piece of the pie. No one, I don't think anyone really stood up for the Warriors in in the first half either. Like they scored a couple of tries that were. Yeah. I'll tell you who stood out. Who? To me, Reese Walsh stood out as he was chasing everyone and not catching them. That's slack. <laughs> but at least he was giving effort, you know. Yeah. Like he... Look at that. It doesn't help. Like I know it's seventy to ten, and this is just you know doesn't matter, but. You know, DWZ got knocked out. Uh, Josh Curran did his knee as well. So they lost two players. Doesn't help. But I don't think if they stay on that they're losing by any less than 70. Like, that's insane. Mate, it just shows you that the the, the Storm have got the kind of players that if you, if they, if they get past the line, if they're, you're not going to catch them. Like Hughes, Pappenham, Coates, (sighs) Nick Meany. Yeah. Mate, I'm telling you, they're, they're, I've picked them as the premiers in our Crystal Ball Predictions episode and sticking by it. They're looking. When did Penrith play the Storm? Good question. I don't know. Keep talking, I'll look at it. remember last year they played early and it was a great game. Like the, the, the Panthers got them in the last 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Kikia had a great game, mate. I, I, I can't wait. They're the two form sides. That, yeah, oh, well, we don't have to wait long, boys. When is it? Magic round. Oh, is that round ten? Round ten, magic round. Um, seven seven forty five Saturday night. Oh, that's prime rib roast series time. Fourteenth of May. Oh, let's go. That's gonna be hectic. That's gonna be a cracking game. Cracking game. Um, yeah. There's not much to say about this one, boys. 70 to 10 is a shellacking. It's the biggest I've seen in a long time. Um, the only thing I can say positive about the Warriors is their strip, is their jersey strip. And the reason why I like it is because it reminds me of an Italian jersey. That's about it. That's all I've got. Did you, um, just on that, you're just giving me an idea. Um, did you like any of the jerseys? Uh, I, I'll tell you, I hated the Eels one. I know it's for a great cause and Anzac Day is a beautiful day, but their jersey was awful. I liked it. Less, no, less, less is more. Yeah. Just, I don't know, was the, the para one, was that the blue and white, the blue and yellow camouflage? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no, um, no. I like, I like the the dragons one when they put the when they change the V to make it a V of poppies they've done yeah. that a couple of they've done that a couple of times I like that mm-hmm. um, Panthers Panthers did something similar their red stripe was poppies which was very hard to see but yeah um, they minimalized theirs yeah and um South South has always <clears throat> got heaps of history behind it. I think this one was designed by um, a navy. Sailor. Do you like the the roosters one? The rooster strip, the light blue. Yeah, the ah. roosters one. Because you know that's... why they then you know why they do it, but Nick. Yeah, it's a color. It's a color thing. So you know why you know why as well, Clark. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Nick, apparently the they didn't have the um, material 
back in the day, like during that time to make the Roosters jerseys as they were. So they had to use that blue just to get jerseys on the, on the, yeah, to get jerseys for the players on the field around that time. Yeah. yeah. Cause the blue, the, the, the color they used back in the 1914 onwards was, um, yeah, all used for the war effort. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's a cool way. Eh? Just like the yeah. beer bottles, just the Jack Fact for beer bottles as well. You know that one, don't you, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to no. say it anyway. Uh, good, so, work, good work, Yoli. <laughs> because we're not talking about this game, I'm just going to do a fun, random fun fact before I move it on, on that war as well. Uh, European beer bottles are green because of material usage for the World War. So they've just carried that on to the 2020s. So all European beers are green because of that reason. But anyway. Brown. Huh? Why? Why are people's brown? Why? I, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. But anyway, we've just gone right off track because this game was just awful. It was just a pumping from the storm and good on the storm. I know you both hate them, but yeah. credit where credit's due. They're fantastic. Ten, point, ten points conceded. <laughs> anyway, guilty. The Akasha MVP 321s. Um, Puppet and three. Monster two and all on one, making breaks constantly. Um, obviously, Coates scored four tries. Well, we talked about none of the Fords standing out. I thought one Ford that did, who doesn't normally, or recently anyway, last couple of years, is the captain, uh, Jesse Bromwich. I thought he had a good game. Yeah. But it's so hard to pick what, like, Munster and pa- Pappenhausen were definite standouts, but to pick that one, you could have picked really anyone, really. When you win yeah. by sixty, hey, 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 Clarky. But who who made them concede those ten points? I wonder. They should never get points. You know what I mean? Anyway, boys, rapid fire tips for round eight, starting with Clarky as usual. Game one: the Broncos versus the Sharks at Brisbane. Sharks. Sharks. And Sharks for me. Game two. You reckon it'll be close? Yep. Okay. Game two, the Titans versus the Panthers at Gold Coast. And this is Clarkie's first game where he cannot pick the Titans. Well, because of that, I'm going to have to pick the Panthers, I guess. Oh, damn. Guilty. The Panthers, and it won't be close. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Panthers, and yeah, this might be bad for the Titans. Game three, the Rabbitohs versus the Sea Eagles at Central Coast Stadium. This could be a good game. Uh, the rabbits. Yeah, the rabbits. I'm picking the rabbitos too, and yeah, I think it could be a good game. Rabbitos will win, but be a good game potentially. Game four: the Warriors versus the Raiders at Redcliffe. Oh my gosh! Tell you what's not going to be a good game: <laughs> Warriors versus the Raiders at Redcliffe. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> me. Warriors, I guess, because I'm off the Raiders big time, but they played well against Panthers and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Are, the Warriors, are, you can't. Can you win a game after conceding that much? Not Raiders. Yeah, Raiders. Definitely Raiders. Raiders. I'm picking the Raiders, I think. He's current. He's current out. I don't know. I'd imagine so. He was, he was in a knee brace and all bandaged up. So, yeah. yeah. Game five, the Bulldogs versus the Roosters at Homebush. You know what? I reckon you guys 
I reckon you guys could win this. I don't know what kind of team you're going to be feeling. I don't know who's back and how many are still out from COVID and whatnot, but mm. I'm going to pick the Roosters, but the Dogs could win this. The Roosters are playing that bad. Mm. Guilty? They, they won't lose twice. They'll, they'll, win, they'll win this week, the Roosters. Yeah, I'm but with I, I agree. I think it'll be a good game. I'm hoping the Bull- I'm going for the Bulldogs. That's these are both so lovely to me in my poor bulldogs. Look, I'm picking the roosters too, but unfortunately, but um, I'd love there to be a boil over, and it could happen. But I'm with guilty that two in a row for the roosters like that. It's hard to come by, considering their roster. Game six: the Eels versus the Cowboys at Darwin. It's a good game. It's our home game. Yeah, yeah. but para this is this is where the Cowboys are going to show where they're really at. Mm. I'm with you. Guilty? Mate, um, a bit para, but the the, um, the forwards have got to aim up because, like, we just don't have anyone in the backs and the the, the uh, Cowboys' backs are killing it right now. So mm. I'm picking the Eels, but it's going to be a close one. And it's going to be hot Tennessee too. versus Valentine Holmes. There you it's go. Gonna What's massive. That? It's going to be massive. Yeah. I think that'll be a cracking game, I think. Uh, game seven, the Knights versus the Storm at Newcastle. Oh, my gosh. Oh God. Can't believe the Storm are only paying $1.10. Storm. Mm. I, reckon the, I reckon the Storm could put on 100 here. 80? <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 put no. on, they put on 50 in one half against the Warriors. 54. Yeah, they could they could easily yeah it's going to be demolition yeah storm and they're going to do back to back fifty plus games uh, final game a cracking match the dragons versus the tigers at Wollongong this is gonna, this is going to be a really good game and I think the dragons the those dragons injuries are going to bring them right back to almost even money. I'm going to go the Tigers, three in a row. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I was going to say the same thing. I just think that the the Dragons' injury is going to cruel them, and the Tigers are just—they're on a bit of a, you know, they're on a high. Their players are consistent. They, they played better than against Para last week, so I think they might go up another step. Mate, I'll pick Tigers. Jaden Sewer and Jack Bird, if they're out, are big losses. Uh, similarly for the Tigers, Dane Laurie being out would be a big loss. Uh, well, he's, he's out. But, yeah, I think Jackson Hastings is just playing very, very well right now, and he's just steering the ship. And well, well, super, if he's there, he brings confidence to selecting him. So, Tigers. Super calm organiser. Just organises everything. Just Mate, something he did in the Tigers game against the Rabbitohs, he's directing so well that he's like, pass it to Brooks, and he's pointing at Luke Brooks, like telling the Rabbitohs that he's getting the ball. And he's like, yeah, not he me, does. him, him, him. Yeah. He's pointing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. no, nah, he's, he's. I think you brought. Well. I think you brought that up <clears throat> last week against the against the Eels, Gildy, and they brought it up on the on the coverage on the weekend. They were just like, I think might have been Blocker. I don't know who it was, but they were just saying like he talks so much on the field that it would almost be annoying for his teammates. <laughs> like he's just constantly. Yeah, it's mad. Just I'll, I'll nonstop. <laughs> If you watch the game, just watch this. What what the Tigers do is Hastings gets the ball and turns it inside for the whole first half. 
So inside, inside, inside ball, inside ball, inside ball, and just keeps giving it inside. And in the second half, he'll do a dummy, or he'll go inside, he'll do a dummy in the outside, and it just puts everyone in two minds. But they're used to the inside ball. You watch. He'll do it again this week. He did what he's playing like how Andrew Johns did in 05, game two. And he kept going inside ball, inside ball, inside ball. But he's not Andrew Johns. I'm just saying. That's he's big raps. Yeah. I'm just saying. Similar. Oh, 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 well, see, see, see if he does what I say. I just, just out of curiosity, let's see if he does it. Okay. Fair enough. All right, Nick, let's check in around the grounds without Clarky. All year he's going to be out of this, I think, because he is one dimensional and he's not an expansionist like you and I are because we're fucking guns, aren't we, Nick? True. True. That's right. We're about the, the expansion of rugby league worldwide. Clarkie's inward and just thinks about Australia and the NRL. So you know what? You can go, Clarkie. You're out of the herd. But anyway. Bye. <laughs> um, around the grounds, the segment for all non-NRL-related rugby league coverage. And we will start with the Super League. Now, Nick, some uproar this week in the UK uh, in the Super League. With rounds eight, nine, and ten played over a two-week period due to the due to Easter. So what they do is they play round eight on like a Thursday and Friday, and then they play Easter Monday, which is round nine, and then they play round ten over that weekend. That um, yeah, the following weekend. So. Lots and lots of players and coaches and fans are like, look, this practice needs to stop. Um, it's forcing teams to field reserve grade sides due to player welfare, which is an why issue. Why do they do it like that? But I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know if it's because of um, the World Cup being played earlier at the end of this year, which you know has, has um, shortened their calendar. But, mate, I just reckon just shave a week of games. Like, It's not like the... The Super League are on a level like the NRL in regards to television deals. They're not even showing all their games on TV. Half of them are on TV and the other half are streamed. Yeah. So th- I think they can shave a week for the good of the game. But anyway, I think it's wild. But Nick, you and I covered round eight last week. But instead of us covering rounds nine and ten this week, we will instead look at the current standings after ten rounds. So here is the Super League ladder as it currently stands. This is round 10 of 27. In first place, the St. Helens. In second place, are the Wigan Warriors. These clubs have won eight from 10 matches each. In third place, Catalan's Dragons. They are on their own in third with seven wins from 10. In fourth place, Nick, Hull FC. And in fifth place are your rivals, Hull Kingston Rovers. So both these clubs have found form recently, sneaking into the top six with six wins each. They are just beat us as well. So They did, but then in round 10, Hull FC beat uh, Catalan's Dragons, 14-6. So that was a a massive win, massive win. And they were both full strength. Um, Hull Kingston Rovers are particularly impressive at the moment. They've won their last four games in a row so they've hit form and like I said Hull FC have hit form too uh, in 6th place 
we have Huddersfield Giants. Their early purple patch is starting to dwindle with recent form showing a draw and two losses. So they're starting to hit a bit of a, but maybe it's because of the Easter period. I'm not too sure. We'll see how it goes. Just outside the top six, we've got the seventh place Castleford Tigers. So Nick, they started their season one from six. Everyone wrote them off. I did as well. Uh, And now they've hit extreme form, winning their last four games in a row. So not too shabby. Um, Sitting with five wins with Castleford are the eighth place Warrington Wolves. They're very hot and cold. They win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Um, But yeah, I don't think they're going to make the top six. Ninth place, we have the Southford Red Devils. And in 10th place, we have Wakefield Trinity. Both these clubs have only won three games each. Southford have lost four in a row and Wakefield have lost three in a row, respectively. Not the Wildcats. They used to be called that. They how come they, they change their name? Um, I don't know. They got rid of the Wildcats. They, tra- they changed their logo. It looks very nice, by the way, now. And mm. they got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. So they're just called Wakefield Trinity now. Like it or dislike it? No, don't like it. <laughs> I have an identity. Yeah, fair enough. They're like the Dol- What about the Dolphins, hey? They're the opposite. Uh, Wakefield Trinity is the opposite of the Dolphins. They could, the Dolphins could have had a better, better animal. <laughs> fair enough. Um, the 11th place. They, they could have been the Orcas or something cool like that. They picked the uh, Dolphins. Hey, hashtag fins up. Hashtag fins in up. In my head, in my head, I just see him going. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dickhead. Uh, sorry. I'll get back on track. Um, the, the 11th placed team, uh, Leeds Rhinos, they are the disappointments of the Super League in 2022 so far. Their form this season is two wins, one draw, and seven losses. Absolutely. Don't they have the, uh, the halves for England as well? Is that there? Uh, they've got Aiden Caesar. And Blake Austin at their club. Yeah. Decent mm-hmm. halves. Very, very decent. They did lose Conrad Hurrell, but he's not the be all end all. Like he's killing it at St. Helens, but look at the side they've got. They've got a gun side. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and in 12th and last place, uh, Toulouse Olympic. They are stuck in the relegation zone. Uh, they are the newcomers. We've said this multiple times, Nick. Uh, they only have a one win so far, but like we said every week, they keep just losing their games. They're just not good enough. Just that little bit. But something massive. Looking at the headlines this week, Nick, a big um, bombshell of a signing coming out of retirement very early. Corey Norman has signed with Toulouse Olympic for the remainder of the 2022 season. What do you think of that? <laughs> Laughing, are we? Ah, uh, look, mate. Good luck to him. Yeah, look. I don't think he's going to change their fortunes. Anyway, we'll see. Well, I'm pretty sure we spoke about this in our off-season bunker review that he retired, yeah. and we had the same reaction that we laughed because he retired, and we all kind of said, "I think someone will pick him up in England," and it's happened. He's gone to France, but he's playing in the Super League. So you know, the thing with him is that he's one of those guys who just got paid a fortune his whole career and just cruised through pretty averagely. Yeah. 
didn't 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 take anyone to any finals really, you know. Anyway, hey, hey did play Origin? Did play Origin? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, good luck to him, mate. I, look, I think it's I think it's cool. Like it, it gives Toulouse a bit of a a bit of notoriety as well. Like, hey, like a player that people know has gone to this club. Who's this club? Oh, it's Toulouse Olympic. Who are they? Oh, they play in Super League. Like people don't know. Like people know because of our podcast. That's right. Thank you very much. That this is a thing. Super League is a thing. And I'm going to repeat myself. I said this once before. And Nick, I think you'll agree. We have the NRL. They're the premier competition of the world in, in both codes of rugby. But in rugby league, they're obviously the premier rugby league competition. And then it's Super League. And they're, it, they're weirdly between the NRL and New South Wales and Queensland Cup. That's where they kind of sit. Yep. And I find it. I find it difficult to see more than a couple of sides. Maybe, maybe only one side at the moment could probably compete week in to week out, being St Helens. I think they're the only side the that could compete. Yeah, maybe they're the only side that could compete. I, I don't think they could compete. You don't reckon? Nah, not week in week out. No. Nah. Mm, fair enough. Mate, do you know, uh, disregard. Keep going. Okay. Yeah, but look, I've, and then like, look, if you mix them with New South Wales or Queensland Cup sides i think super league clubs will be better but some would obviously not be better like toulouse wouldn't be as good as a queensland cup side like the east tigers who are currently winning their comp or the penrith panthers who are winning new south wales cups comp at the moment yeah they're oddly between the nrl and reserve grade that's where i find the super see, league see, do you I agree with that i reckon those those reserve grade sides like east tigers and uh the penrith reserve grade team they would be mid-table. For Super League? Yeah. 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 It's weird, eh? So it's, yeah. But I just, I just, yeah, the growth of the Super League needs, it's, it's back on track and it's going to keep going in that trajectory and it's going to happen. But anyway, next headline, Nick. Wigan Warriors have immediately released ex-Panthers player Zach Hardacre from the remainder of his contract. Apparently... Ex-Man ex, ex of Steel as well. Yeah, that's right. He ex-flop from NRL too. He didn't, didn't do well yeah. over here. But nope. made his return to Yorkshire, where he grew up, and it's um, reported that Leeds Rhinos are going to sign him immediately. So that's the news with him. Maybe Featherston Rovers in the championship, but we don't know what's going on. See what happens. Last one. The Newcastle Knights are in serious contention to sign future England superstars Will Price from Huddersfield and Kai Pearce-Paul from Wigan. They look at them as potential success stories like Dominic Young has been. So they love Dominic Young. They love that they've brought English, an English player over that's currently going well. And they think that Will Price and Kai Pearce-Paul could emulate him. What do you think? So Newcastle are going to be the new Canberra. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Canberra's doing the same. Like Canberra want Will Price. They've already come out and said that. Um, he's a half, by the way, or a fullback. Uh, Kai Pierce Paul just did his knee. So he's out for the remainder of the season. But um, another gun player for their system. But yeah, the Knights in Canberra are seriously looking at England only as a way to expand. So I think it's a good idea. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, Nick, we're going to go over to the French 
Elite One Championship. Let me say that again. The French Elite One Championship. Uh, we haven't done that all year, but there's a reason as to why I'm doing this. So, Nick, the 18-round regular season of this competition was finalized over the weekend. They do a top six finals system. So they've got uh, they've got nine sides. So they do top six. The biggest news coming out of this, but that I want to segue for a second, James Maloney. Have you heard of what happened to him? No. Beautiful. Then I'm going to shock you with some, some knowledge, my friend. He's been missing from Les Yong. That's the club he plays for. They came third, by the way. So they started losing some games. I was like, oh, what's going on with James Maloney's team? And I kept looking at the I kept looking at the table and he wasn't there. And I looked at, I looked him up and they said he was injured. I'm like, oh, he's injured. Shit. Oh, okay, that's probably why they're losing. Anyway, um, he was missing for the last seven weeks. Uh, this yep. week or last week, I didn't bring it up. Uh, but last week, Lezen Yong came out with a statement and they said, yes, we said he was injured, but that's because uh, he's not. <laughs> he's not injured. Uh, we have actually, in fact, stood him down uh, for the fact that he tested positive to cocaine. Ah. So he got stood down. And the body of the French Rugby League, being the FFR 13, uh, they want to ban him from playing finals. So they were investigating him this this period, and that's why he's been out for the last month and a half. Oh well, um, drugs are bad, yeah. but mm, hardly performance enhancing. But anyway, yeah. Look, I think Les and Young are they're no good without him, obviously, because they've been losing. They've been up and down with like in form without him. Yeah. But anyway. I'd like to see him play finals because I do love James Maloney. I think he's a gun. He goes wherever he goes, they win. But anyway, so the French elite one, they have a three week final series with their top six teams. Like I just said, week one, first and second have the week off. So that means that third plays sixth and fourth plays fifth. So first place, the minor premiers are Limousin. And the second-placed Kakasone, who were last year's minor premiers and runners-up in the grand final, they have the weekend off. Third so, place. So one, one would play the lowest winner yep. and two would play the highest winner. That's correct, my friend. Nick, look at you. It's like you watch it. Good boy. So third place, James Maloney's side or thereabouts. Uh, Les Yong, they play sixth place Avignon. And the fourth place, Albie, that's Nathan Peets' side, by the way. So he's playing there currently, Nathan Peets, Albie. Yep. They play fifth place, St. Estevere Catalan. So like you said, first will play the lowest rank, second will play the highest rank. Week three is the grand final, and that will be held on May 28th. So we'll see how that goes, my friend. But that's it. That's around the grounds this week. We oui. get we oui, we. Oui. <laughs> Let's get um, Clarky back, eh? Yeah. Boys, let's get into our final segment, the Sideline Stories Bunker Review presented by our beer sponsor, the Rusty Penny Brewing Company. As usual, we start with 
our Instagram fan poll results from last week. Topic one, 61% would rather score a try than save a try. Boo. Boo. Boo all you Clarky <laughs> followers. Hey, Nick. No one's surprised yeah, by that, are they? Uh, is it just all glory hogs? That's all. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, topic two. 59% would rather play at their best and lose the game than play at their worst and win the game. That was expected, I think. Guilty? Mm. So play at their worst and win the game? No, the majority picked. So 59 said they would rather play at their best and lose. Yeah. See, a lot of the questions over the last couple of weeks like this, they contradict a little bit. It's weird. Mm. Yeah. That was your question. No, I know that. But what I'm saying is that some people say that they'd rather play for a team. Like Dan, Dan would rather play for a team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we win yeah. the grand final, but, you know. Yeah. Well, I did say that I'd rather play at my worst than win. But anyway, I'm not contradicting myself. I'm sticking true, Nick. But anyway. Dan, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> anyway, I'm moving on. Topic three, 89% would like to see Sammy Radraja back in the NRL, obviously. obviously. Come on. Come on. Topic four, 72% believe the NRL should set notional values for players. Yes. They all listen. 72% your... reckon they should. Yes. Okay. It makes sense. I said it last week. It doesn't week. make sense. I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense. Oh, it doesn't make sense. Why? It doesn't make sense because your, your value changes throughout the year. Yes, they change your value every year. Relax. Hey. Oh, so at the end of the year, they change your value. Hey, relax. No, they don't. And then, and then the other thing that you said, Dan, was that it's an issue because what happens is the top clubs will just pay a dollar salary yeah. cap, right? But that doesn't make any sense because they can do that now. Yeah. Seriously, let's pay Cameron Munster $100,000, but then pay him nine hundred off the cap. Please. No. Wrong. Incorrect. You need to set notional values to avoid that discrepancy. I'm with you, Gilly. Use a bloody, use a bloody, use that stone and listen. No, I think I think you could do it, but you have to have it in brackets. You can't go, he's worth $837,000. Sorry, you can't get him. If it's a bracket of between $750 and a million, $500 to $750, I'd be but happy with that. That's, that's not bad. I don't mind that, Nick. That's not bad, but they're setting a minimal notional value is what I'm saying. So 500 is the yeah, minimum. Anyway. 500 is the minimum. Yeah, like, like it, uh, let's just move it on. You know what I mean? Let's just move it on. That's, that's, that's the whole point of the notional value is to set a minimum amount for players. What should they be worth at least? Yeah. Anyway. Next topic. 76% believe Val Holmes will play centre for the Queensland Maroons. Yes. And that should be higher. Should be higher than that. Don't you think? And they're yes. banking on him being injured. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, next topic. 55% believe Trent Barrett will not see out the 2022 season as Bulldogs coach. It's a bit harsh. See, my I answer will see it out. Yeah, my answer was you'll see it out, but you'll get sacked in the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, if he keeps this up. Uh, 54% believe open hand hits to the face or slaps should not be a sin bin. 
pretty pretty close. Fifty four percent, pretty close. I think they should, but anyway, thirty three percent believe that Cameron Munster is currently the best player in the game. That's that's all right. Thirty three percent is pretty good. Out of yeah. four hundred and thirty players, it's pretty good. Mate, it's between him and Cleary right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, can you can you guys hear the ice cream truck in the background? No. no. I just can't hear it? Okay, I can. Uh, next topic, Marcelo Montoya caught four weeks for his homophobic slur. 56% said it should be less. 41% say it is fair. And 2% say it should be more. Hmm. So a lot of people don't agree with the four weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fair. It is what it is. Fair enough. Can you see the ice cream uh, ice cream truck now? It's very close. I can say it. I can hear it now. Two more to go. 66% agreed that Zach Lomax deserved to be charged with contrary conduct for jumping on Tyson Frizzell's back in round six. So 30 said he shouldn't have. Yeah. 36%. Yeah. 34. Well, one of those would have. They're all Dragon supporters, obviously. Because Varga, who have. For those who haven't listened, the sideline story of Brent Varga is super interesting. He's a one-eyed dragon supporter, and he was ropeable that he got that he got charged. Oh, come on, Varga, mate! That was a great interview, and you're lovely, but that's wrong. You're incorrect, my friend. <laughs> come on, Brent. Anyway, last one, boys. This is my favorite. I set I save this one for last because it is my dead set favorite stat of the week. Eighty-four percent. Eighty-four percent. Believe Clarky's words were harder to spell than Nick's. <laughs> <laughs> last, on last week's episode, they were. He got Tina. Oh, but you got someone. No, I think. Huh? I Call think. No. <clears throat> Looking at it, because there's the one. One of Gildy's stands out because it was only like five letters or something, where all the rest yeah. of them were twenty-five. Who was yeah, it? You got. You had Lukey. You had Helam Lukey. Yeah, yeah, I think right. that that's that's what threw everyone. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, eighty-four percent, Clarky. So for those that didn't see it last week, my favourite segment was last week's spelling bee uh, in the bunker review. Uh, it's the last ten minutes of the episode, so go back and watch it. It's so funny. I, I loved it. Anyway, wait. Just wait a second. H A U M. No. 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 O L A K. A-U-A-T-U, Booyah. Nah, very good, Nick. I thought you were spelling Hylam Luki at the start. Sorry. Yes. Hamoli Olukowatu is your favourite word to spell now. And your favourite <laughs> player. Because he's your boyfriend. you got to spell his name right. He's a beast. All you got to do now is get, uh, get 2161 tatted on your, on your quads and represent Guildford. If you want to... Um... Well, look, Wada, if you want to come and play for Parra, we'll have you. <laughs> and Nick will date you as well, if you like. I will date you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to all our listeners, if you want to have your say, make sure you tune into our polls on our Instagram story every Friday and make your vote count. Very, very good. Boys, let's move on to this week's Bunker Review. Our topics for today, we've got four beauties. Topic number one. The NRL are finally legitimately exploring playing an NRL match in the United States of America. 
The teams they want to go over are the Rabbitohs and the Sea Eagles. Firstly, because these clubs have celebrity pool in Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman, respectively, but also because the Rabbitohs are major advocates for the growth of their brand and rugby league around the world, unlike Clarkey, who just likes not participating in around the grounds. Uh, the state to host the match would be Los Angeles, and the venue would be at the home of the LA Galaxy soccer team, which holds 27,000 people. The game would be played in late February, two weeks before the NRL season actually kicks off, and it will be dubbed round zero. Boys, do we like or dislike this idea? Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I, I, I remember a story Peter Sterling was talking about where uh, they did a state of origin over there, and um, Peter Sterling tried to run through the banner and got stuck in the banner. Yeah, and that was the Origin the 4. Origin 4, it was. Yeah, um, yeah look, I, I, Mate, I, I, I love <laughs> it. I love it because the NRL have come out and said we, we, it needs to happen and it's a 10-year plan to have it there. Um, obviously, it needs to, they need to pull it off in the first year, but they want to be there every year and grow the NRL around the world. And the growth into the American market is enormous. So, Mate, what's going on with that? It, you might have spoken about it during the, during the segment, but what's the go with the that American comp, the one the one with Cleveland and that? Is that just so? So I didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't actually bring it up um, because I keep putting it off because I've had these notes on like in our around the ground segment since before the season kicked off our podcast season kicked off and ever since january 26th when they announced that they're going to go ahead with their competition they haven't said a word not a single word because it's not happening well it's supposed to kick off in a month Hmm. i I, I think it's i think it's um i think it's uh going to be a big fail whale to be honest so it's disappointing you know what i find and I do. I've got a lot of a lot. I've got, I've got a few American, a few American friends, obviously who live in America. I, I don't think Americans know what rugby league is. I don't think they actually know that there's two sports. Whether that's whether that's to the rugby league's detriment, I don't know. People might just rock up because they think it's rugby, but they legitimately don't know. Like I had an American mate for. Um, I, at that point, I'd, I'd known him for about 12, 18 months. He used to follow South Sydney scores online because there was no way of actually watching. He mm. used to follow it and used to like speak to us about it. It's like, oh, the Rabbitohs won on the weekend, blah, 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 blah. Thought he was, thought he was um, following Rugby Union. Look, I, I can like, see... There's, no, I there's can, no distinction. I can see why. Because it's... Rugby Union have gotten the, the jump on Rugby League in America. And then what it looks like to Americans is Rugby League. So when they say Rugby League, it's like another league of rugby being yeah. Rugby Union. Now, if the Rabbitohs and Manly go over there, they could settle this distinction between the two and go, this is what Rugby League is. No, I reckon, mate, I seriously reckon you just hope that people just rock up even if they think it's a rugby union game. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. Rock. That's that's fine. But you also create that. Don't, don't confuse them. Don't confuse 
But what you know what? You got you gotta find similarities. So what do you say? You go six tackles. The difference is six tackles. What's that? Six downs. Oh, okay. Six downs. And then what? After six downs, you kick the ball. You know what I mean? Like just find little distinctions. You don't even explain it to them. You just play it. People come watch. They'll watch. Crazy Australian sport. Yeah. These maniacs running at each other without pads. They'll love Glad- it. Gladiatorial. And the, and the Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman thing were 100. Like, I remember I wore my South. I was that random South guy over in America when I was there and used to wear my jersey all the time. Hmm. And I remember I was in Florida. So I was, I think it was um, Universal's Islands of Adventure, one of those theme parks over there. Hmm. And two guys, like, as they're walking past, they've gone, hey, dude, dude, dude. That's that team that Russell Crowe owns, and that was in that was <laughs> that was twelve. That was in two thousand and ten. Yeah, right. It, it, so, seriously, like that is marketing one hundred and one because he just plugs I, them over there. I've got a I've got a a story that's nowhere near as good as Clarkie's. I was over there wearing a para jersey, and uh, guy comes up to me and goes, "The snake, see?" <laughs> <laughs> I go, "What?" He goes, the snakes. I go, the eels. He goes, the eels. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> the snakes. Snakes. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, look, I think if the NRL go over there, America is untapped for rugby league. You can introduce a sport to 350 million people and you'll get enough traction for popularity. Now, this could also help kickstart America's own rugby league competition, whether that be the USARL or the NARL, which is, you know, not probably not going to happen. The, the NARL competition, um, but this will help. And a big thing is generating money. You gotta, you gotta always balance the, the books. And for those that don't know in America, they've just legalized sports bets in 25 of the 50 States. So sports bet, sport betting is where, a lot of codes make their money and that's where they're going to, they're going to generate tens of millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars by going over to America where they just sport is massive over there. And if you can crack that market, the growth is limitless in my opinion in Australia, I think there's limits and we've, and the NRL and AFL, I think have hit them. They're not getting more than $2 billion each in a TV deal. If you can crack America and make the port, the the sport popular over there, you're going to generate a lot more money. That's in my opinion. So, yeah, I like it is what I'm saying. Topic number two. Should referees do a post-match media conference after they officiate NRL games? Why not? Why not? Why not after the two coaches come in and do theirs? You know what? They've only got to stand there for five minutes or even less. Journos can ask a few questions about what happened in the game and they can get uh, an exact answer there and then instead of like a uh, where they the refs go behind closed doors and try and work out what they're going to present to the media as the reasons for where they fucked up. Clarky? No, I don't like it. I, I, want to, <clears throat> I wanted to go back. Remember a couple of years ago when you – literally weren't allowed to say anything about the referee or you got fined. Mm-hmm. Obviously they haven't gone too crazy, but I, I just want, I don't, they've got a hard enough 
job as it is, I want to go back to them not being able to be spoken about. And so obviously, no, I don't want to, I don't want them to stand in front of the media who are ruthless enough as it is. No, undue stress on a job that's hard enough as it is. Oh, mate, if the coaches have got it, why can't the refs? Because they don't get paid seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars like the refs do, but like the coaches I do. Don't, I don't know if every coach gets that kind of money. Oh, I think, I think even the lowest paid coach gets more than the highest paid ref. Oh, so that's then it's okay then. They're both on high pressure jobs, but we can put pressure on one and not on the other. No, you know yep. what? I'm I'm with Clarky because not because of that. I'm with Clarky because why should it, like they're not going to talk about any good decision that a referee makes. It's, it's going to be all the negative shit. Yeah. And in yeah. a game that's full of grey um, interpretation rather than black and white, as the, the intro of this podcast suggests, Nick, um, they shouldn't be scrutinised for a couple calls. And oh, I think mate, it's, they have to be scrutinised. I totally disagree, mate. Win that grand final where old mate calls six again with his arm and then denies doing it. Mate, you got to be scrutinised. I'm sorry. Oh, you, everyone, you don't everyone get... scru- everyone's scrutinised in the world. Everyone, in every job. That's just another job. Do you think it's... Do you think no, it no, is... no one does. No one does. Not every job does a press conference in front of hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> That's true. But, this is, this is, but you know what? This is weird coming from you, Dan, because you want, you want cameras everywhere. You want cameras in the State of Origin locker room. If you ask the refs to do a two-minute press conference, you can't compare that. No, no, no. You cannot compare what I want. That's what I want to see, Dan. I want to see the refs accountable if they make an error. And you know what? If a ref gets up there in front of a press conference and said, yeah, we missed that. It was an error. You know what? No one's going to carry on. They're just going to say we will. Of course they will. What are you talking about? No, they won't. Oi, oi, oi. He fucked up. Hey, at least he admitted it. Yeah, hey, they will. They hey, will because up. you know what? That's part of the game. Nah, you're you're kidding yourself. Seriously, nah. get get them up, get them up in front of everyone, so they just get like thrown to the wolves. But they're not, they're not up in front of everyone. They're up in front of the same people that the coaches are up against, which is everyone, which is which is nah, the public. It's, not. it's just a couple of journos. The public are watching it. What are you talking about? Yeah, the public aren't asking questions. But we but we're watching it, and we can now interact with all this shit. We're talking we- about. They shouldn't be getting up. No way. There's no way. How is that good for the growth? How do you how do you um get future referees for the game? How do you get it? Oh, they're not gonna they're not gonna be referees because they've got to get up in front of the camera. Well, yeah, no, no seriously. Thing. How deterring is that? Yes, yes, that's a big no, factor. Not. You know what? Hollywood Harrigan would love it. What would he love? Referees being accountable. Being up there in front of the cameras and explaining his decisions. That's one ref in the last one out of what fifty refs in the last 10, 15 years. Barry Gomezul. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Mate, I don't you know, like you know, it. Nick. You know what? The rest of these grey men—they might have personalities. I, I don't think there's an issue, to, personally. And yeah, well, and yeah, to another point as well. Even if they did, I wouldn't watch it. It'd be boring because none. <clears throat> nah. They wouldn't. They it'd wouldn't. Be ter- be... It'd be terrible TV. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think you're right, but they shouldn't be getting up there anyway. Nick. Nah, I disagree. Anyway, moving on. Topic three. The NRL. Uh, apparently, what did you say, Clarky? I said we're almost there. We're almost there. To the topic. The NRL are apparently going to let the NRLW players. Oh, this is it. This is it. 
make a decision on if transgendered athletes should be allowed to play in their league or not. Now, the question I have is, is this a smart move by the NRL or are they just passing the buck? It's not a smart move. It's a fucking genius move. (laughs) Okay, explain yourself, Clarky. Take all responsibility away and put it all onto them. Put put all the responsibility onto the people who it's going to affect. Because I don't know whether Nick's going to bring it up, but obviously a very reasonable point of view is about body types and and I don't want to put words into your mouth, Gildy. You talk about muscle muscle growth and stuff like that. Oh, uh, mate, I guess the physiology of a male is different than the physiology of a female. Yeah. So if the girls want to take on that that responsibility, if they, if they don't mind having to play against that, then it's onto themselves. Let them make the decision. Genius from the NRL. If the play, if the if the NRLW people who are making this decision say no, then the NRL can just throw their hands up and say, "Nope, we didn't make the decision. The people in this, this the main stakeholders have made this decision." Yeah, cool. Guilty. Yeah, with regards to the question, um, that's one hundred percent right. The people that are going to be affected the most should be making the decision. Um, with regards to the, with regards to the topic, um, I've been reading a few articles recently, so this isn't going to be too controversial. But um, Sebastian Coe, do you know who that is? No, I don't. Is it the leader of the IOC? Um, so he, he's. I'm pretty sure he's the leader of. Um, NCAA, which is uh, college sporting, but that's that's where they get their Olympic athletes from. Yeah. Um, I think he was he, the boss of the Olympics at some point. Or he had like a yeah. super big, important role. Yeah. So what's recently happened is about a month ago, one of the um, transgender swimmers has won, um, has won an award, a state title or a swimming title, a, a national title. And um, he's super against it. And uh, his, his argument is that, Gender cannot trump biology, and that's what I agree with. Gender cannot trump biology. Yeah. Mate, I'm with Clarky. It is because the question I ask is, is it a smart move or is it passing the buck? Now, it's both. It is both. <laughs> it is both. Um, it's 100% both. But, but, it, but it, it, it's, it verifies both. It is smart and passing the buck. But in saying that, you're... Yeah, the people that it's affecting are, are the women of our game. And if they decide that they don't want transgendered people to play in their game, then they don't. I'll, I'll tell you one thing. It will wreck, it'll wreck, the, it'll wreck the spectacle for me because I don't, I don't want to watch that. Well, I want to watch a women's competition. And if that's, if that's what they want to produce, a women's competition, that's, and that's what they're targeting. They're targeting, um, they're targeting young, young girls who are, who are looking to play a contact sport. This is not going to help them. No, it won't. And I agree with you. And 
I, I look at the AFL, for example, and I think it was last year, transgendered athlete wanted to join the AFLW and they just went, nah. They said, yeah. no. They just said, no. So they, they made a decision. So they, their body made a decision, not the women. That. Yeah, yeah. I can go. tell you about that. Yeah. So that, that transgender athlete is from Wagga. Yep. And um, this, this, this happened a little while ago. And um, that, that transgender athlete absolutely brained it in the local competition. And Wagga has a, a large AFL, even though it's a rugby league town as well, it's a big AFL town as, as well as being a rugby league town. And um, they allowed that person to play in the female competition. Yep. And she, br- she brained it. And as a result, that, that and that's where that went. She attempted to to be drafted, and um, the the, um, the the governing body in the AFL just said, "No, it can't happen." Yep. But anyway, we'll move it to topic four, the final topic of the day, of a great episode. Another episode trumping episode forty-eight, which trumps forty-seven, which trumps forty-six. We're just getting better every week, boys. The final topic. Have the Dolphins been given enough time to assemble a competitive NRL team? Clarky. I think they've been given enough time. It's <clears throat> I don't think time is a reason why they have been lackluster in their ability to bring in superstars. Mm. Like what like, they were they've, they've been able to sign the people who they've missed out on. They just haven't. I don't think. I don't think Kalen Ponga rejected the Dolphins because he's like, well, I don't know whether I want to play for the Dolphins next year. Like, I don't think that's an. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's the reason why. So you're just saying the lure? They're just not able to lure players. They've just been unable to lure. It's got nothing to do with. Yeah. It's got. I don't. Yeah. Because I've been hearing this brought up, I'm like, I don't see why this is. I don't see why this is an, an argument. I don't know who's coming up with this. Are, are the Dolphins complaining about this? Like, no, yeah, no. I think I think what's happened is that um, a couple of clubs were criticised for letting players go this year, and they were sort of a little bit of a protected species. And I think people just thought it had happened. Like they thought they'd get Brandon Smith. It didn't happen. He went to the Roosters. Um, for some ungodly reason, they thought they'd get Ponga. I don't know why they wanted him anyway, but he didn't go there. And then I'm sure that they were in the market for Hughes and um, and Harry Grant, and they've yeah. decided to stay at Melbourne. So, but, but it, <clears throat> yeah, sorry. To, but the, if the Dolphins were coming in in 2020. Four. Yep. Like, is Harry Grant signing with the Dolphins? Um. Yeah, I understand your point. Um. Look, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't think any more time. Look, the facts are that any club coming in from the ground up is going to struggle initially, and I think that players know that, and player agents know that, so they don't want to put their. Even though they might get a big payout for three years, it might wreck their value over the course of a ten-year period. The other thing is this: if Wayne Bennett was ten years younger. And he hadn't. It hadn't come out that when he was at South, he wasn't really the coach anyway. He was the figurehead. That might be a factor as well. So who's really going to be the coach if Wayne Bennett's not the coach? He's the figurehead. Well, mate, during this recording, the Dolphins announced the signing of Cowboys forward Tom Gilbert. So that's a 
That's their eighth signing that they've oh, yeah. officially made. Pretty good. Um, Only 22 to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> good. Every signing that they've made, Clark, by the way, for those that don't understand the reference, every signing that the Dolphins have made, Clarkie's just nodded his head and gone, hey, it's all right. Hey, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. So, and it's true. Every sign, none, none of them have been like, whoa, they got this guy. Like, who's their best who- signing so far? The Bromwich brothers? No. Yeah. Who? It's um, Kafusi. Kafusi's the best song. Oh, Kafusi. Nah, Kafusi would be. Yeah. So, yeah. Nah, he, he's, just, he's, just, he's a good player, Clark. He's an he's Australian good, he's, second he's a, rower. He's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> Look, for the Dolphins, um, on their next sort of targets, uh, target number one is Cameron Munster, as it's been well publicised. Right. They don't get two years, years though. He comes well, they, in two years, though. Yeah, they, they, they don't, like, they're just, Brayton Astar is unequivocally saying that Munster will not leave early and the Storm won't let him leave early because they can they can demand that with the club they've got. He needs to break that contract. And they'll say, you know, I don't think, I don't see it happening the way they're talking. But they, they want Munster as target one and target two is Reese Walsh, who is apparently going to be given compassionate uh, termination from the Warriors due to the Warriors going back to New Zealand full-time. Just like you and Aiken got. The New Zealand New Zealand Warriors are going to New Zealand to play. Yeah, weird, eh? Weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. His so, agent probably should have told Reese. Reese should have probably been told that by his agent. <laughs> Mate, just out of curiosity, does, is that a fact? Does Reese Walsh want to get out? Or is that just rumours? Oh, that's media talk. But where there's smoke, there's fire, I always say. So... Yeah. Who knows? But look, the forwards they want, I'm going to list them real quickly. Jared Wallace, Matt Lodge, Kevin Proctor, Jake Turpin, Jason Tomalolo, Ben murdoch Masilla. They're the forwards they're looking at. Mate. <laughs> they're all. Jake Turpin's the only. They're all, hey, they're all pretty good. <laughs> Mate, they're coming to the end. A lot of the blokes you just mentioned are at the end of their careers. Probably at a time when you could sign them. You know what I mean? Yeah. For, to your point, very hard to build from the ground up. And if you're at the back end of your career, they might be like, hey, I might just see what this is like and rejuvenate my career for two, three years or one year. On a good pay packet. Yeah. Now for the backs, they want Herbie Farnworth, Jack Bird, Corey Oates, Scott Drinkwater, Tom Opacic, who's a Redcliffe junior, Talatai Amon, Corey Thompson, Suliasi Vunavalu, Sean O'Sullivan, who's apparently going to go there because his dad's the recruitment officer, by the way. I, I, heard, I heard he was a done deal. Yeah, they haven't announced it yet, but yeah, apparently it's done. And the last one is Matt Parcell, who's currently playing at Halkinson Rovers and used to play for the Sea Eagles. Clarky, pretty good. <laughs> that is well, pretty good. <laughs> no one besides Cameron Munster. Is a superstar there. Oh, Herbie wow. improving every year. Oh, Herbie would be good. Reese Walsh would be good. Tomalolo would be mad to have. Um, I think Matt Lodge will go there because it's he's doing the same thing as Reese Walsh, where he's trying to get out on compassionate grounds. So he's already doing that. They reckon he's the next to do it, yeah. Mate, I don't I just uh, Mate, these these managers need to be held accountable. Not yeah. telling their clients that the Warriors play in New Zealand. 
Oi, maybe we should get him up on a in a press conference. Hey, <laughs> someone should maybe uh <laughs> Yeah, just like the just like the refs. I'd be yeah. interested to talk to player managers. It was interesting on uh 360 when they were talking to Brayton Astor, Dan, wasn't it? Oh, that's because he's bloody rock kicker. Oh, oh. anyway. Oh, um, oh, hey, uh, oh, did you give it to me? Uh, did you serve me? Yeah, yeah, I did just there. Because you were talking about player managers. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, Nicholas Guild. Um, look, I just don't think Lodges, mate. What's going? What, what are, what are um, New Zealand going to do? What, what players are they going to have left if all these blokes leave? I'll just get all the money back and then start again, start fresh. Mm, it's going to be again. tough for them. But anyway, to re- to, re- to reiterate, have they had enough time or not? Yes, guilty. Um, yeah, you, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not, it's a question that doesn't matter. You just got the time you've got and you've got to get it done. Fair enough. I think they've had enough time. They said that the Warriors and Cowboys in 1995 had two years to plan, but I think the same result would be the same for the Dolphins. Anyway, boys, that's it. We're done. Let's leave it at that. Thank you, Ryan and Nick for coming on again. Always a pleasure and never a chore. It's so funny. I love genie up, Nick. I love getting you angry, sort of. I'm angry. I know, I know, but you are. That's what an angry man says. <laughs> Wait, I'm not angry. Wait, tss, tss. anyway. Don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> You're angry. No, you are. Yeah. Um, a big angry. thank you. Sorry, Nick. Sorry, Nick. Sorry for making you angry. A uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Rusty Penny Brewing Company, The Aryan Co. and Akasha, and to everyone tuning in to episode 49 of The Sideline Story. <laughs> Next week is episode 50, our half century. So stay tuned this week in our socials to see what happens. That's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio. Go the Bulldogs. Glory, glory. Go the snakes. <laughs> <laughs>